0: Welcome, 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 welcome. I am mister on You, your host for the DoorDash Drivers Live. We do it every Sunday. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys very much. We have a special one tonight. I got some special guests that will be coming up in about 10 minutes or so. I'll have a little bit of an intro and some things I'm going to be getting, uh, getting to you guys. Um, man, a lot going on in the gig economy. As if we don't already have enough, right? But a lot going on. Um, tonight I want to unpack... Uh, some topics that I see a lot of other people talking about, um, people talking about outside of the gig economy, many people are being infected or impacted by this. Um, and a lot of people, depending on where you live, are going to be impacted very differently. And a lot of you guys have different opinions. That's okay. Tonight's going to be intended to unpack some truths, some facts, some perspectives from three different gentlemen, myself Steve rides your Rodeo and Hannibal's Hunger. Hannibal's in New York City, Brooklyn specifically, right? He's been making some content. and He has a pretty good pulse of what's going on at NYC. I also have other NYC connects. And Steve is in Colorado, right? Uh, very abrupt to what's going on over there. I'm in St. Louis. Our three areas have similarities, but we're actually very different, right? Each one very unique in its way. So I'm bringing in some friends of mine that can offer different perspectives. In tonight's conversation, I'm going to be playing devil's advocate in some way, okay? Because I want to have a, a real conversation about what's going on. And I think a lot of us get into our eco, is it eco chamber that we call, right? Or in our little holes. And we, you know, we can be blind to other parts of the world because we're not in other parts of those worlds or other parts of the country, right? I'm definitely, you know, I travel a little bit, not a lot. And even if I go somewhere for a day or two or a week, I don't get the pulse of that city or town. I'm only there for a day or a week. I know St. Louis very well, right? And these gentlemen know NYC and know Colorado and might know other areas. And then we will have the streamer link available later on for you guys to come up and give your perspective. So the topics tonight, some of the questions, I'll get into that. Appreciate everybody in the chat that's here. Appreciate all the thumbs up so far. If you're getting value from this content, please hit a thumbs up. Okay, so I'm going to bring up something for you guys real quick here. Um, ba, 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 ba. let me see. Let me go ahead and share this screen. I'm going to put, I'm going to bring up a poll. Okay. That I put up the other day. Okay. You guys should be seeing that. Let me go ahead and go back in here. Okay. Do you think we have a migrant takeover problem in the gig economy? Question mark video out tonight. This was a question I posed I don't know, maybe two days ago, something like that. Let me see if I can't make it bigger. Actually, I'll give you the whole screen. There we go. Okay. 2.1K votes, 202 comments, a lot of engagement. For a post, that's a lot of comments, a lot. I can't read them all. Okay, but I want you guys to share more tonight. And share this video, hit the thumbs up. Let's get a great conversation going. 68% of you out of 2.1K said, yes, we have a migrant takeover problem in the gig economy. 17% 17% said no. Unsure was 15%. So if you're unsure, we can take some of that percent and put it into the no, some of it put into the yes. Pretty big percentage, they're saying that this is a problem in the gig economy, okay? And a lot of you guys are sharing stories with me about what you're seeing in your markets or you're sharing, hey, I'm not seeing as much opportunity. Now, I've got to remember, we're coming off January. January, historically, is the slowest month in restaurant business, and the gig economy business, food delivery. It is the slowest out of all 12 in most places. Not all, but in most. I manage restaurants for a long time. January is a slow time. It starts to pick up right that week, a few days before um, Valentine's Day, and then it, it will get busy. People get their tax returns. You got Valentine's Day, and then as you get into the spring, sometimes the weather can help depending on where you're at. But Many, many, many of you, basically almost 80% of you saying this is a problem. And this isn't a small sample size. A few, a couple thousand of you guys answered that poll. And then I see a lot of comments. And I'll, I'll say hi to the chat in a minute. A lot of you guys are either concerned. You see it's a problem. You're witnessing a slowdown. You're witnessing oversaturation, which we talk about, as well as other content creators. And what does that mean? Does that mean DoorDash is bringing in just anybody? Does it mean that people that come here, whether they're a migrant, illegal, or or, or just an immigrant, and they came the right way, right? With documentation, and they did what they needed to do, right? Many of us think that they're taking opportunities from us. A lot of people think that the DoorDash company, Uber, Instacart, Grubhub, most of the big players, Lyft, want migrants, immigrants or illegal immigrants, because what they might value might be different than us. What $10 to them, in some cases, not all, it's different than ten dollars to us. So I think these companies know hey, these two and three and four dollar orders or a ten dollar Uber trip that might take the driver 40 minutes. Somebody's gonna take it. The data is showing that. We're having people take those orders. So let's keep sending them. Right? Let's keep sending them out. And eventually, maybe they'll learn, maybe they won't, maybe you know, maybe they'll adapt. But this is definitely something that I think is going to be a concern for many of you. So tonight is the time where we can talk about it open and honestly, be respectful. And I'm going to challenge some of y'all tonight, though. You guys know me. I don't ever hold back. Uh, I don't care if I offend you. You don't need to like me. It's okay. We can agree to disagree, right? Um, I plan on bringing some facts to the table, also my opinion and what I see. I plan to question the status quo. I think a lot of us just look at something. And we think that we know, but maybe we don't know. But tonight's the night where we can help and educate one another and share perspective. So the StreamYard link will be open. And I want you guys to bring what you're seeing, not what you're hearing, but what you've actually seen. Not on the news telecast, but what you're seeing in your market. That's the facts that I'm looking for. Your experience in your market versus what you i want I want to know what you are actually witnessing. Appreciate the $4.99 from Sizzler. Read that comment. Qualia, how are you, dear? Um, So these people are not passing background checks and having a driver's license and social fresh out of Rio Rio Grande. Is that Rio Rio Grande, I'm I'm guessing? Okay. Read a few more. Qualia, what up, Craig? Cray, John, what's up? Nick, Jeff, Golden Simba, Trey Lord, Mike Drop Barbecue. I see Matt's on the move. Gig Bell Tolls, Um, Dash Dink, Soul Seeker, Marcus, Cruise and Dasher. Giovanni, uh, la la la, but soda trade lore. Appreciate all you guys for being in here. Please consider hitting that thumbs up button. All right. So let's see here. We got, all right. Dash your life. What up? What up? So I think this could be a great conversation and I had to bring in, I had to bring in the OGs. I had to bring in my guys. I had to bring in two dudes that are fucking way smarter than me. Okay. I got a good mouth, but I can talk a lot, but I got Steve and Hannibal. to bring bring them into the conversation so that it's not just me rambling and pretending like I know what I'm talking about. But I do, I will be challenging maybe these guys because I see something different to them. I think I do. I could be wrong, but I had to bring in some experts because I believe what they see in New York City and Colorado is different than what I see. I need to bring in these smart individuals. So Hannibal's hungry. Steve Roshier Rodeo, is going to be coming up in a minute. But I appreciate you being a channel member, getting up there almost two years. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. So let's bring these guys in. I don't want to waste any more of their time, all right? So let's bring these gentlemen up. I got Steve at Rideshow Rodeo. How are you, Steve? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. And then we have this handsome young man right here below (laughs) us. Hannibal is hungry. What's up, brother? What's
1: going on, man?
0: Nothing much, man. Chilling. Okay, so let me go ahead and get uh, get this going here. All right, so first I want to ask Steve. So obviously, Steve, you're out in Colorado. Hannibal's in New York City, right? And I know you've, you know, you stay in touch with a lot that's going on in the gig economy, right? Whether it's through news and your connections. And so I think, you know, some things that Hannibal and I might not know, right? So what are some of the things that you're seeing in Colorado in respects to migrants coming over, immigrants, illegal immigrants? What are some of the things that you're seeing, you're hearing um, from the people out in Colorado? And how how has it been impacting the place that you live?
2: Um, so I don't know how many, you know, how many of you are in sanctuary cities, like real sanctuary cities, like many, many cities are starting to become minor port sanctuary cities, but the big ones, um, we're, you know, listen, it's our new mayor and our governor aren't trying to hurt the people, but we have a homeless problem here. I know every all the big cities do, but Denver's one of Denver's one of the bigger ones, to be honest, like we're always in the top five in, in the country for homeless. Um, and I was looking at this for a few different ways, but what I, what's going on is that we want to, our, our state wants to help these people. You know, this, I don't agree with what we're doing. Um, and I, even the people who are, have been doing this now, are finally coming around. Um they're understanding that this is a, a big this way bigger than they thought. Um but what it was was that, you know, let's let's bring in this many migrants um and illegals and and try and help the burden of of the Texas border. And the problem is is that to be honest, I hate to say this, but there's some money going on behind too. So like if Abbott's shipping illegals here, um, like Tony knows Tony used to manage the, uh, one of the most dangerous, uh, Walmarts in this country is like two miles from my house. And, um, he used to manage that Tony, the driven dad. And there are Greyhound buses coming in there at 2 AM dropping. I mean, they're. The other night, there or like about a week ago, there was three buses, 50 people each. When they when they pull in, first of all, greyhounds only can stop at greyhound stations. So when they do this, these never are greyhound stops. It's 2 in the morning, doors open, people pour out into the Walmart lot, and the buses leave. They don't tell them anything. So our governor was all on board with this, and our our mayor wanted another hundred million to try and help these people and 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 try and get them fast-tracked into some kind of work but the problem is is we all know there's a two to three year wait on this kind of thing you and that part you can't get around so we're we're doing a lot of things but what we're not doing here in denver and i've worked with the denver rescue mission for years um we're not doing anything for our homeless and in fact there's encamp encampments everywhere like Those who live in Denver know, like up on, you know, Peoria and North, like there's gated areas that have 150 tents, three to four people to a tent, a security guy on each side, bathrooms on each side outside of a fenced area. And they're just putting them up wherever, like in industrial areas where there's an open corner, like a street corner. To me, it's like we're talking about inhumane conditions, but we're also like, what we're doing to our homeless is ridiculous because it varies but you can get and this is no joke i mean i'll i'll keep it a little lighter but you can get up $3000 per month on a debit card and a paid for smartphone so why first of all where's any money going to our homeless second of all why is the average um social security payment $1200 so if you work your whole life in this country for fifty years, you're gonna the average payment's twelve hundred dollars so that you'll get Social Security, <laughs> but we're giving illegals thirty three hundred bucks. Mm. As
0: a, I want to segue because I think Hannibal knows a little bit, or I think you posted Hannibal something about what they're doing in NYC. Can you share with us what you know about NYC and the? the debit card that people are giving what do you know about that and what's your thoughts on that before I yes get questions
1: yeah so in the news uh in New york city they're going to launch a 53 million dollar uh, pilot program to give migrants prepaid credit cards to the migrant fi- families staying in hotels um no the average ho- family is in a hotel is not getting a part of that 53 million dollars um, right now, New York City is about 600 migrants coming in every single day, just being, you know, obviously busting from Texas. Texas is bleeding. This is a problem because of obviously the pandemic. Obviously, there's countries in the world that are still struggling, so people yeah. are, don't want to be there. They're trying to leave. The previous administration basically kept the border as secure as it possibly possibly can. Now the new administration, oh, it's not as new anymore, but Everyone came, three million people, I think last year. I could could check that number. That's too many people coming at the same time. Mm. It's historic levels of people showing up. It's not just the idea of uh, people coming into the country looking for better opportunities. Obviously, I'm like I'm a product of migration. My mother is from Barbados. She became a citizen. So
2: that's
1: all this country is. Right, but (laughs) at the point of we're all dealing with pandemic issues in terms of the economy. More people coming in doesn 't help the situation, and especially in New York City, where things are already ex- extremely expensive um, there's a lot of politics, tons of politics based on who who you 're talking to and who you're watching who you know who's like I said what Steve's saying about money being going in different pockets, you know that could be another uh, mm-hmm. podcast or, or discussion that could take hours to talk about but yeah, in terms of gig work of when when you know many of these migrants need to make some money what is the first thing they're going to try to do? They're going to try to probably get on these apps. Um, may not necessarily ride share, but definitely the food deliveries, uh, especially in New York City, all you need is a bike. Yeah. just need a bike. You get a bike and you somehow you're able to get on, you're able to make some money. Um, there's too many people doing the same thing. The barrier of entry is too low. They're going to work harder because they just got here and they need the money. They're going to take those offers that we're fighting against. And I know there's a strike Ride share drivers, uh, fe- February fourteenth. Yeah. Well, the average migrant or the average person supporting a migrant. So we're not even talking about migrants themselves, but if a uh, you know, family members came to me now, uh, I'm in New York City. They came and you know, they came from school, whatever they came from. I got to support them. I may have to go do ride share, and I may have to take more offers than I would rather not take. So it's it's a it's a it's a crisis that's breaking down, and it's kind of affecting everyone, especially if you live in a sanctuary city.
0: Yeah, let me. So, and I, I don't, I don't. Okay, maybe ignorance is bliss. I don't think I live in a sanctuary city, right? But Put some people up. are telling me through my comments that now, because there's a lot going on in NYC and Colorado, that St. Louis might be opened up, and we might have some people sent this way. I'm not really sure. I know we dealt with, we had some of that in the '90s with the Bosnian. Bosnians came to St. Louis, and we have the biggest Bosnian population in America here in Chicago. So I don't know. Like, I don't see it. I don't think I'm seeing what you guys are seeing or what I see on the news. I definitely see a lot of people in my market that appear to be from other countries. I've had a lot of conversations. I can tell they're from different parts of the world. I have no idea how long they've been here. I never asked those questions. I don't see buses anywhere. But it doesn't mean it's not happening in St. Louis. I just don't see it. Um, So it's interesting that you guys see that stuff. Obviously, our states are different as far as I think maybe some of the politics and things like that. You guys are in New York, Colorado. I'm in Missouri. Um, So I think some of the policies and who's in power might be different. That probably has something to play, but don't want to get too political, but I definitely see some different things in you guys. Um, But Steve, I want to ask you a question and answer and then Hannibal. So we're just into 2024, right? Do you, Mm -hmm. you know, are migrants ruining the gig economy? Ruin is a strong word, right?
2: So you could place that with <clears throat>
0: Whatever word you like, to, but is it? Are they? Are they impacting it in a negative way, Steve? I'll start with you first. What is your thoughts on that as we're getting into twenty twenty four?
2: Um. Yeah. Extremely loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Hannibal like said, this is like a four hour talk right here. Just that one. Um. No, I, I don't think that. I don't think that the migrants are ruining the gig economy. I think that the apps are ruining the gig economy and I'm dealing now with Mike Ruby directly and his legislation and other people's and I'm going, I'm really getting pulled deep into this stuff and I'm seeing what's happening. And it's, it's the same thing that we see with everything around a uh, political election years, especially for POTUS um, everybody's out for a money grab in every space possible. And right now, we seem to be like the greediest people of all time. Mm. I I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Like I, I don't understand why nobody, nobody will is wanting to help each other. Mm. I mean, that's, that's just people barely even talk anymore. I mean, unless you know the people like that's kind of the pandemic did a lot of damage there. So I don't think that, I, I think the gig apps are because the gig apps know. The other thing is, are these, you know, it's, Figured between eight and nine million people that have crossed the border illegally. The thing is that I really wanted to say about that is that look, some people like there are people who are like brain surgeons in Peru who there's a process to get in this country and we let everybody in, you know. But there are people waiting legally to get in who are brain surgeons who are get, waiting to get a job at John Hopkins or Hospital. And they can't get in legally. And they've been waiting for three, four years. And we're letting eight million just walk across and we're not even taking count on them and we're shipping them to other states. I gotta tell you, like, we had a couple people up in the shanty towns die because look, if you're coming from Colombia and Mexico, the last couple of weeks have been brutal to you here. Three negative ten degrees. They don't wow. see that in Mexico. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you a question before I get Hannibal's uh, opinion on the loaded question. Is eight million? Do, is eight million? Do you feel like that's an accurate number, or could that number be too big just for clicks and views? Does that make sense? I, do you think it's really? Yeah, a- no,
2: it does. I, I actually, I'm staying on the low side. Most most people who are really diving into this stuff, it's it's ten to eleven is what most people say, that do this and are dissecting the hell out of it because it's hard, so hard to tell. Because you it got the, I'm yeah. sure you've heard the term gotaways. You got the gotaways too. But even even if they aren't gotaways, they're gotaways because we're not even doing anything. I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen videos. If you get on TikTok, you're going to see videos. They're not fake. Those are real videos of Border Patrol standing there while 300 people walk in and talk to them.
0: Hannibal, what do you think, man? Are Are migrants going to ruin the gig economy for us? What's your opinion on that?
1: Oh, I, I, you know there was a comment in there uh early on uh i think it was jeff said something jeff Mule, uh mm-hmm. he said that migrants will ruin it because they're being used as a tool for so many different uh i guess factors so many predators in terms of like i said the politics corporations um corporations meaning doordash and uh, uber um the things were already bad before if you would think about it things weren't great if you think about it in terms of how you know twenty twenty was, I guess, aberration. It wasn't that wasn't normal. We did very very well, and then from then on things started to go in the negative direction. So things were already bad. So I would say, if I had the ability to leave where I li- live in a third world area where there is crime, corrupt government, more corrupt than here. I know, I you know, we all like to you know bang on America about all the problems. There are some really terrible places a lot of terrible situations to a point, why would you pick up your things and leave and risk your life to come that's here?
0: That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah,
1: right. I mean, you know, like we think. I mean, at least for me, you know, black guy here, things are pretty good for me. I'm <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm all right <laughs> in terms of right living here, but, but now, if you are a gig worker and you live in a sanctuary city, you, it it has ruined it because it was already a problem before with yeah. how saturated everything is and how Uber has realized we got to make profitability we must take as much money as possible from everyone right so it's just more of i guess it's just gig work and the gig economy is already taking so many hits this Mm. is just another hit is it the only thing no obviously it's uber and doordash not paying enough and and taking people's money and uber lyft taking tips those are the biggest issues it's their behavior for these corporations but this is another uh a, a Obstacle that we have to go through as gig workers, especially if you're just doing primarily food delivery and rideshare.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I think so. Both of you guys are kind of we're, we're kind of looking at, or maybe some of us were not looking at the the root cause. And it sounds like Steve and Hannibal, you're saying the root cause starts with the companies. Is that a fair statement?
1: Uh,
3: absolutely. I
2: mean, I think the you know, look, I, I mean, the real root cause is I, I'm not going to say. Build a wall, I'm not gonna be political, I'm not gonna say stop the border, close it completely. But go back to where you have to cross it correctly. Like we can't just have everybody run. The, the real problem is starting with that. They're just dude, we're the numbers are increasing daily. How is that even possible? How I mean, nobody even even the left, the right, everybody now understands and is not denying this because it's an election cycle. We have a huge problem. So why is nobody stopping it? If everybody understands it, why? I don't stop?
0: know. And I don't want to get too political, right? We, we you know, it, it, it's tough because this isn't that type of show, but so, there's political stuff going on and it's impacting the communities that we work in. The three of us are in the gig economy, right? We do and provide services to customers. So and we're starting to see all the content creators, viewers subscribers people that are in the now that are in that are freelancers steve knows a bunch of freelancers all around the country right and i guess we're, we're starting to see because the barrier of entry for the apps that we work the apps that you guys work in the chat is very easy to get in whether it's through a stolen identity on a facebook marketplace doordash account or getting an account in your girlfriend's name because you don't have the paperwork or somebody's name a family member like it's so easy to Where, if I got deactivated tomorrow on DoorDash, I'd have a, an account in a couple days. If I needed to, I'd work on Madison's. It's, it's very, very easy. The barrier of entry, they make it almost too easy. In my this opinion. happens in New
1: York City all the time. I would but, you, you would order something and then another person will show up, or it'll yeah. be a team like yeah. you know, maybe like somebody a company, running a car, know, 24 someone's hours running a day. probably.
2: I mean, yeah, no, they do. Yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, to step away even from the gig apps, dude, like we look, there's remember too that let's say they're not all getting 3350 which is the most that those debit cards can be funded a month let's say that they're getting 2500 it's much more than we treat our own citizens even who worked for 50 years what happens when cuz we know this will happen they've promised these people nothing they have they've said hey we'll just keep funding this every month did you put it in writing for how long no when that stops then what happens right when there's 50,000 migrants in New York City who have had $3,000 put on a credit card for seven months. And on one month, none of them get any funding. What happens?
0: Did you guys see the video of the guy? I don't know where he was at, but it was a gentleman saying he worked 40 hours a week. He's homeless. He's like yelling at a couple of what looked like to be cops or something, be cops or something on the street. And he's like, why are you bringing all these people here? You can't even take care of me. I'm working. I'm homeless. I'm a veteran. And he was like passionate you know
2: it's, that's team, that's boston know. that's boston and that's the new sanctuary boston, city. okay yeah and then absolutely. you got chicago too and guys yeah. don't don't get us wrong even i would even put chicago up against hannibal city people are living in in the police stations there's about 100 people per police station living on the floor the yeah. they're using transit buses and close, stopping them early, and if you've ever been to, you have Pedro many times. If you've ever been to Chicago, you know that transit's a major problem. You yeah. you can't just go park your car anywhere. You need no. to take buses, trains. Whatever buses, L train, yeah. But what they're doing is they're parking these buses and they're letting forty people sleep on each one at night. We're we're closing schools. We're and even if it's short term, like we're like here in Denver, they closed. We built a brand new rec center. They just closed it. It's going to be a migrant thing. It's migrant housing now, and it, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I mean, we just put a ton of money into that, and I, you got to remember, there's a huge cost to when that when they exit those places too. It's almost um, like rebuilding it. The cleanup on those are just ridiculous. Yeah, I know
1: in New York uh, right now. the The governor, her name, her name is Kathy Hochul. She's announcing plans to. She's considering. Granting state level work permits, and um, it's going to bypass because usually migrants must wait about 180 days. They mm-hmm. may find a way to bypass that. They understand which would, this. Which also
2: a- th- would give them voting rights.
1: And that's another thing. Again, we can go. Yeah, I don't want to go <laughs> down that rabbit hole. I'm just, I'm just letting everybody know that it, that is it's, real. It's. it's yeah. I yeah. think even in New York City, in, uh, there was a there was a case that happened a couple of days ago where I think a gang, it was a gang of migrants, about eight, ten, beating up on two cops. We don't see this. As much as the cops and all the stuff we got to deal with, you don't see a gang of people beating up cops. Usually it's a riot. There's people going back and forth. It's you know it's a protest, something that gets out of control. All it was was these two cops telling people to move along. They started beating and kicking on them. Mm. Our We have no bail here. So they got arraigned. Well, you have You have
2: bail. Well, just not for illegals.
1: So after they got arraigned, I think at least four of them just skipped town and
2: left. Left the state, California.
1: They just bounced. Let me.
0: I want to ask you guys a question because I want to. I want to. I want to play the other side for a minute, and I want you guys in the chat be as as bold as you want. Okay, we're in twenty twenty four. We're having a struggle. We struggle. The, let's, let's keep it gig economy and we'll go a little outside of that. The average gig economy worker, I think probably the most of us can agree on this. You, you guys and in the chat are struggling. The average yeah. you know, overall, most gig economy workers, if you're doing Uber, the main apps, food delivery, you're probably struggling or you start it. You don't see that it's good enough. You don't figure out how to work and you get out of it. Right. <laughs> I think that's a fair general statement. And there are a few, the minority can figure it out and do it for a while. That's at least what I've seen. Yeah. So obviously when we're already struggling and then we bring more people, it's already hard for me to get the damn fish in that pond. Now there's more fishermen, less fish or the same amount. So now I was able to take five fish. Now I'm taking two fish home and I still got the same amount of miles to feed. So it's, it's a struggle, right? But is this, are we just in a recency bias of 2024 and coming out of COVID and all this crazy political things we got going on, things going on in the world. Are we thinking too recent because didn't we do this stuff in this country 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 80 years ago? Is it that much different? Or is it just that we weren't around then? You know, because I almost look at it like we probably had worse going on back in the day. I could be wrong. But isn't that it, what it, it
2: is. is about? about?
0: Like I, can't, I, can't I can't go, go walk compete. into Canada.
2: I can't go walk into Mexico. Anybody from Mexico can, can walk right here. in there.
0: But isn't that what America was founded on? Am I, am I Except for it?
2: there's a system. Nobody's okay. used this. The system isn't even broke anymore. It's not like, Hey, this, this housing unit at the border is overpopulated. It's they've, the national guard is now, I mean, kicked out the border patrol and that's happening in just one of the States. But I mean, there's no more ice housing. And if you guys remember what it was, was pretty non-humane too. Anyway, when it was happening, those like Nassau blankets and two thousand people sleeping in a basketball court size room. I mean, it it was pretty bad, but there is a system to coming over, and we've never that system has not always worked. Like even if, if 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 that many people come in herds, they have to wait while the while the people who are getting processed because everybody has to get processed so that they have a date. Most illegals who are really not coming here for the right reason this is all through time. They they're never going to go to their court date. They're just going right. to bounce.
0: Right. Right 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 And we've had that before. But we
2: still need to have a record of who's in here. I mean, we know look, there's a there's a um you guys can go to on the feds website right now there's a, there's a terror cell uh watch list um Daniels on it, Denver's on it. Um the big sanctuary cities are on it because we know that like here we took like it and it's weird too how they ship People like here. We have a lot of a lot of Venezuela, a lot. Other places are getting more of this or that or the other. I can also tell you that I've traveled around South and Central America. There are some places that are horrible, horrible. But there are some places that I don't know. Literally, what they're I know it's not great there, but I don't know what they're coming here for. Because they don't know how to work this system. They don't speak English, and we're in this country's in not good shape. So. Um, but it, if I could, Pedro, I, I really did want to answer the 2024, will it be the worst year? Cause I, I think I, yeah. I have a, a answer that, I, and I'll play it into the next question too. the, um, what as gig workers can the, can we do to continue, um, earning? So I was thinking about this and I mean, there's a lot of things, but first of all, if DoorDash, I mean, you say this all the time, Pedro, you know, pivot, do all that kind of stuff. But if DoorDash isn't working for you, move on, do something else. And what I will tell you is, you know, nobody knows how the independent contractor rule change, which got, you know, it's now on the tomorrow's agenda to be 30 days out. So will it affect us? I don't know. But like, let's say we, we know that we know it affects independent contractors, independent or independent trucker contractors, self and self-owned truck rigs. That's about 50 to 60% of the truckers in this country. So when you, when we think we had a, a, um, if you guys remember the toilet paper and all that stuff and the supply chain, do mm-hmm. you think that was bad? Wait till 50% of the truckers can't work. And they already have them targeted. They're already targeted. And in fact, a lot of those truckers have just parked their trucks because the pays aren't that great anymore. So DoorDash is oversaturated and whatnot. And they make it easier for the illegals to get in, Then move to roadie, curry, um, freight dispatch. Do this because right now 18 wheelers aren't taking their trucks out. You know, so guess what? All that's being funneled down to people like me when I did that Kansas City run or the Wichita run. You know, I mean, like that's, those come through once in a while, but I'm seeing more and more and more and more because there are people who won't take their rigs out. Not just because of what's going to happen with the independent contractor, but they just won't pay for the miles anymore because the pay keeps going down. So there are ways to earn. So is 2024 going to be, I think 2024 is going to be challenging year for gig workers freelancers self-employed i think it's gonna be extremely challenging for a w2 worker mm. i don't think it matters what you do i think this is going to be a very challenging year
0: Hannibal, what do you th- what do you say to that
1: uh i i i do i think i agree well lot what steve uh said it's difficult for a lot of people it's difficult for the average american um i think right now um There is no, I think I forgot what the the exact wording was. In terms of able to afford rent for two bedroom job, um, you could not work 40 hours and afford it. I think in most states, like if you had your average W-2 job, work 40 hours, you probably are not going to be able to afford to rent a two bedroom apartment, which is necessary if you have kids, right? Like, you know, you don't all be in one room. Um, So it's definitely going to be challenging. But, you know, the first thing you have to think of, what can I do? what's in my control now if you are passionate about the policies that's going on where you live then you need to vote most of us don't vote we, we I, I vote but most don't we complain but no, no you couldn't tell who's going to be the senator the governor and you couldn't tell who's running the city council and most most people that live in this country can't figure that out but they like to complain they like to get really emotional um and i think getting the emotion out of it um just figure out, what can I do in my control? I can vote. I can find gig work that's a little bit above the entry-level gig work. Yeah. Where there's things where um, someone that first came, comes in here from this another country can't just do in terms of building a client base. So gig apps where you able to build a client base. I do that with dog walking. Mm-hmm. I've established a relationship. Establish a business. Those so, are for you, real quick, get. so
0: for you, a migrant isn't it not going to be as easy for them to take over your clients right because Correct.
4: What okay
1: right just establish some level of a client base yeah so that's important to have you you want to start to think about that and also yeah just get the emotion out of it i mean i know a lot of i know a lot of people who are this is my side this is their side it's like yeah. come on yo make figure you know out how to make the money yeah it's very,
0: it's, very divisive right now and it, it makes me it's it's that's why i don't like to get in and watch a lot of political stuff because it's just so divisive, and I think a lot of people talk on whatever side, you know, and but nobody's listening. And even some yeah. of us in the gig community, we talk, we have an opinion. I have a perspective in St. Louis, but maybe I'm not willing to listen to Steve's enough or Hannibal's because I think I know yeah. what I know. I got blinders on, it's, you know, and it, it it doesn't it doesn't make us come up with solutions, you know, because we're so defi- divisive and kind of stuck in some ways. Yeah, a little bit. and really I
1: think in terms problem. of if you are. uh, watching a lot of content, which you guys are because you guys are watching this and you watch a lot of our videos. I'm going to let you know right now, even the political stuff, the stuff you guys like to watch, either either the Ben Shapiro or the Matt Walsh or I don't know. uh, Whoever that's on the other side, I don't watch a lot of any of that anymore. They know what to say and talk about to get you guys all excited and watch all that crap. And while they get you outraged, they are they're 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 promoting a product that's been paid for the, to advertise, mm-hmm. you, you know, so like you have to, yes, research, figure out what really is going on where you live, because a lot of content creators, especially political ones, know they you look at the numbers. They know if we talk about this, this is how much um, views and we, how much money we're going to get, just like we do. Right. Like we talk about a certain topic on gig uh, gig work or doing some kind of crazy challenge where you're taking every order for 12 hours. Yep. they see the numbers because everyone's watching it but get get the emotion out um mm-hmm. figure out that you are you this divisiveness I'm on this team isn't working because I will say this right now both sides are, are taking advantage of it whether you think whatever you think it's Aoc is the the queen and the, the god or trump stop worshiping these politicians stop worshiping it, it just it, it kills me but I don't think this is gonna stop, it's going to stop because it's it's copium you cope by complaining about, well, it's just that this is happening and this is happening. It's like, what are you doing to fix your situation?
0: That's, that's a really good point. And I'll give it to Steve here in a second. But I think uh, I just want to piggyback on that a little bit. I think, you know, a lot, it's really easy to come into a, a community. We have, we are, the three of us have communities that are similar. And then, you know, Hannibal has a separate one. And Steve has a great podcast, a whole nother group of community of people, right? So it's easy to go into a community where people can understand you and you could share ideas, talk about great things. But most of the time, a lot of the times we're, we, we share a common experience that's negative. So we want to go to a community to complain about the negative of what we're seeing or complain about an individual, a politician, a gig app, CEO, uh, people in our marketplace that don't speak English. I see a lot of comments right now. You guys are going in on it. You should speak American. You should speak English. I, I'm not going to get into that. Right. But, You know, there's a lot of that. We 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 get together and complain about things we can't control. But to piggyback on Hannibal, I don't see enough of us coming up with solutions. I don't see any of us trying to run for your alderman seat or do this or do that or come up with your own app. You know, so I would challenge you guys out there. We're talking about migrants, illegals, or illegal immigrants coming in and taking some of your some of your pie, right? Well, do you need to maybe make another pie? Do you need to bake something different? Do you need to shift and adapt? Cause we can sit here. I can sit here and complain all day. I can get petty Pedro. I could put the hood on. You guys will fucking love that shit. You guys eat that shit up. But at the end of the day, that doesn't do anything but make maybe Steve laugh and Hannibal chuckle at me. Cause I'm a clown. Like I get it guys. But at the end of the day, you guys have to, and I'm talking to 434, of you guys, you guys have to figure it out for you. I've always been very consistent with that. Like I can control more for myself than anybody else can do for me. And I'm, that's why, and I could be very ignorant. I might say something different in six months if another twenty million people come here and I can't make fifty bucks in St. Louis. Could that happen? Sure, it's possible. I don't know, but I'm not worried because I'm going to figure it out. So I think we have to come up with the solutions. If we got 8 million, 15 million we got this, we got that. Like, what's the next step? I'm going to kick it to Steve. Like, what are some of the things we could be doing? What are some of the things you'd like to see Colorado do, Hannibal, New York? Like, what?
2: can we do if anything um yeah i mean look the the time of writing um congressmen and stuff you can still do that at driverrights.org you can do it at newjobsamerica.com um, both those are great databases that are being built um but at this point i can i can at least say this there are some very 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 powerful awesome people working for us like I, I I talk to them every day. They're not in, on YouTube. Pedro and Hannibal know the the people I'm talking about, and they, I mean, literally most of them are are working for free at this point too. Yeah. There's le- there's lawyers. There's legal foundations that I've been speaking. There are so many people working, and that does make me happy because these are the powerful people. These are the people that we need to. Like I did a podcast with John Lopez, and he was talking about a previous podcast that he had done and he said the podcaster asked him at the end hey do you think that we changed the world here today and he said no but i hope that the people who can change it hurt us today because yeah. that i mean look i think that's why a lot of us don't write our senators or congressmen is because we think really dude it doesn't do any good i'm not going to take that i'll, be, I'll, I'll
0: be honest I've never written a politician in my life. Maybe I should. have
2: But here's here's yep. the thing I wanted to say to you too, Pedro. Like at the same time, we got something to celebrate here because, guys, don't forget. We I, I wanted to actually bring this up tonight anyway. We did that, the gig con in town hall here. Well, that Stephanie's bill didn't go through, but Senator Priola came, who was the one who shot her bill down. Yeah, she's a House of of Rep member, and now Stephanie. Because, and this happened after the town hall. Stephanie and Senator Priola have rewritten the bill, taken a few things out, and he's the lead sponsor of it. We we actually, whether you guys want to know it or not, because honestly, a lot of you in the chat helped with this. Mm-hmm. You watched prior gig cons. You support our channels. You've been watching this content. You've been commenting. You've been giving us good in, information to ask people. And I know that some people took it like, well, what did that really accomplish? I don't think we knew when it was over. But now we can actually look and see that there was a difference made. Did it get exactly what was supposed to happen that Stephanie wanted? No, but Senator Priola's arguments for the couple of things that he didn't do makes, I mean, they make sense. Let's check into him first. But at least he's proceeding with the rest. So my point is, we took a room full of gig workers and changed a senator's mind. And not we didn't we didn't have to twist him or or like hypnotize him. He just didn't understand. Right. Great point. That's
0: I think a lot of people would say that's a win, right? And and sometimes it, it is a win. That's, why, win. that's why
2: that's why I mean I, I I was trying to think of who, how to even say Pedro, hand all the trade. I mean, and Gary, everybody that was involved, all you people in the chat, because I I really don't think I could compile the list because anybody who paid attention at all, even to it, or got involved in it you all helped us get there yeah and, and that's and that's what i was
1: going to say in terms of everyone should check out uh, a rodeo's channel i think the issue is a lot of the real groundwork of trying to make change is stuff that's for us well, me and pedro we have adhd we can't pay attention and it's a lot of words and stuff but it's the real work of trying to make things change and yeah. instead of we can just complain to each other you know go back and forth or Really push it, and that's and another thing too. It may not be for everybody. I've asked Pedro like a long time ago, like, should you be more of an activist? Because a lot of people want you to do all that other stuff. They want <laughs> you to push and talk to the knock on tony shoes door, and and Pedro's like, that's not me. That's not my my lane. There's lanes for everybody. I think if you really want to make the change, then you have to put in that effort. And but also, if you're trying to make money, you may not you may not have enough energy to do that and make money. You may say, you know what, this may not be my lane, but I gotta adapt and figure out what other ways I can go to make some money. Yeah. But yeah. I will, you know, you still support the activists, you still support the strikes and organizations. But us arguing and going back and forth to each other and yelling at each other, like that's never going to do anything other than nothing. It won't do anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. And oh, like I'm- Pedro, if your city went to like you say, it's you're not seeing it yet. But like, let's say in a week or two, you fully see it, and you're like, what the hell? And there's 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 villages of people everywhere you see your homeless being pushed around um at that point you're actually able to just call me and say hey steve who do we know from town hall there that knows people here and we can start a whole thing like in about a day we can start some politicians talking
0: well let me ask you guys this so let's say i go out on uh let's say it's two weeks from now on a monday i go out to my market i'm driving around and I'm in downtown. And in downtown, we, have a, we had a, a new library go up about 10 years ago. And across the street from the new library was a place called the Larry Rice House or something like that. There's some people from St. Louis in the chat that would know what I'm talking about. And it's a place at home, the homeless. And that place had to be taken down. Not taken down, still there. But they didn't want the homeless living there. And then the homeless were scattered around. You know, Anyways, I say that because if in a couple of weeks I start seeing buses, of people and they're busting and dropped off. And then the next day as the buses are gone and I see people all over the streets, I don't know how I would react. My first thing, I'd probably take my camera out and film. Okay? Make a video. <laughs> that's what I do. You should. But I should. Yeah. yeah. But then also, I don't know what I would do. I don't know. What could we do? Let's say realistically, let's say. 2,000 people entered in St. Louis. Uh, I don't want to say 2,000 people. That's enough people. And there's a 20. You know, 20- you,
2: you'll notice it they're not He's to notice. notice it and, know. and, and they not gonna, they're not going to they're not going to drop them in front of your house either you in the beginning you won't see it it'll be walmart's late night it'll be here here and they'll start on the outskirts and it's weird how they do this
0: mm-hmm. well i mean I, I listen i i don't know what i would do that's a great question i don't i don't know what i would do um i guess i look at it i'm looking at the situation differently this was my last question too uh is there a real problem? And obviously you guys are seeing it, the chat, you know, I don't see it in St. Louis, but I'm not stupid enough to see that it's not happening in other places. Right. So I want to be very clear with that. Right. Because some, there's been some videos made this week where people said, Pedro doesn't see the real problem. I referenced St. Louis. I don't see it in St. Louis. It doesn't yeah. mean it's not happening in Colorado, NYC. <laughs> Clearly it is. These guys, I trust these gentlemen. They're telling me, Pedro, there is a problem. Right. So with that being said, do you think sometimes there could be what I call misinformation on the news and the media and like showing us things and painting a picture because it's an election year, because, you know, do you think that's even possible or am I just a fucking idiot to even think that that's a thing? Does that make sense
1: to you guys? Don't, you no.
2: got, everybody don't watch the, don't watch mainstream news. And I'm watching. Well, yeah, to watch independent, independent and you- At least you have an
1: idea of where they can't, yeah. like, if they say we're conservative, like, all right, at least you telling me, you're conservative, yeah. or I'm liberal. I'd rather you tell me in my face. Don't pretend that you're fair and balanced. I know you're not. Mm-hmm. No one is really. So yeah. I think, as much as we make people make fun of YouTube and watching, and oh, you know, getting news from YouTube, I don't know. I think in terms of if if you can at least watch that, and because corporate media, like you're talking about with the MSNBC and CNN and Fox News, they all been brought by these corporations. uh They've been brought by you know pharmaceutical companies. You see it in the commercials. Why don't you buy Pfizer? Well, are they going to tell you anything honest in terms of those situations? I'm not against that either. But you you really don't want to spend too much time looking at mainstream news and thinking you're getting all of your information. I, I think that that would be
2: a bad idea. Especially now, because now now we're in the political spin zone. I mean, until <laughs> November, everything's going to get real weird. But at the yeah. same time, like yeah. Hannibal was saying, Fox um, abc cbs it doesn't even matter like if you guys love one and you're like no i watch msnbc and i they're good i'm telling you there are powers behind every one of those companies where they do redlining that didn't used to exist with with reporters and it shouldn't but they redline things no we work with that company you can't talk about them yeah
1: and I, yeah, I notice a lot of the, the newscasters and journalists and commentators, when they finally leave and they're able to do more independent work, you really see exactly what they're either whatever their agenda is. But now you know exactly what's going on compared to how they were probably constrained by the corporate because they, they're employees. Right. Just re- reason why we leave W-2 work, we don't want to be confined. But in those jobs where you're supposed to be reporting news, they're told what to report and how to report it. They want to report like They have yeah. to listen to them.
0: Yeah. I want to read this comment to you guys real quick and in the chat. This is from Kathy. Uh, thank you, Kathy. And thanks, everybody, in the chat for commenting, sharing your perspective. Um, Edward Lee, I live in, I guess that's Indiana. They are stealing orders coming from Illinois. Illinois, Indiana, obviously pretty close. I've mm-hmm. yeah. lost a ton of money this week. So this is somebody, and I've seen Kathy in this chat before. I don't feel like she got any reason to lie to us, okay? She's somebody that's impacted. Right, she's somebody. This week, lost a ton of money. Who knows what a ton is? That she doesn't have to tell us, but a ton means enough, right? So obviously, it's an issue for for enough gig workers to where people are wanting to share that and share their perspective. And you know, just because I haven't seen, I know just because I haven't seen it in St. Louis doesn't mean it's not happening. I want to be clear, you know. And I don't know what I would do. If, and if just I, and just so you,
2: people are know. aware, what's happening is. What what's going on like in this situation exactly, because I've been talking to people about this, is that the illegals who are getting gig accounts in Chicago are going, Well, they're willing to take everything and like Hannibal was saying earlier, run the car twenty four hours a day with three people. Everybody works an eight hour shift. That car never stops, it rolls all the time. They take any order, they don't care, whatever. But in like Chicago, it's gotten to a point where they're going, Dude, there's not even two dollar base pay, no tip work. Like, we got to go somewhere else. So we also face that problem with many gig apps, not all, but where you can onboard in Chicago and then go anywhere you want work. So what will happen? A lot of them will just start going to other markets.
5: Mm.
0: And that's what Kathy, it looks like that's what Kathy's saying. Yeah, have, that's what, yeah. you know. D- to drive four, five, six hours away to another market to some, you do it overnight, you're you, you sleeping your whatever for a couple hours, you're at the breakfast shift, and boom, you're making money somewhere take an opportunity from Kathy or a, uh, you know, a driven dad, a cannibal, a murder, a Daryl, a Bud Soda, like, you know, and it's, I don't know what we do. I, I, I don't have the answers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend to say we got to do this. So you should do this. I don't know. I, honestly, It's, co- it's
1: complicated. It, it's and complicated. In, also it's not just the migrant situation. There's a lot of issues right now in the economy. You know, yeah. even has been reporting about this for months. The, the wages are going down and going down and going down. And it's not just one answer. There's a lot of issues. Um, the average customer does not have as much money as they had four years ago, where they were able to throw these amazing tips. Um, these investors are not willing to subsidize our wages anymore. They're looking at Dora and they're looking at uh, uh, Tony and saying, "We've invested. Where's our money? Like we need to start getting some some cut from all this. We're giving you tons of money, and you could tell by the companies they rail, they rein back in the wages because." They don't have that money to to give us anymore, mm. so it's a lot of issues. So also, I would say you don't want to say turn around and get mad because you see a migrant and say you taking my money. Like don't don't be ridiculous. At the same time, it's you like like Pedro said earlier. It's January. It's slow. Also, just talk to your friends and family. Do they have enough money to order like they used to? Or they're like they they, they try to order something. Look at the the bill. And I'm like damn, that's much money. Let me yeah. take some stuff back or let me. Go get it myself. It's we we as a collective do not have as much money as we had a couple of years ago. I
2: I would I want to add to Hannibal's thing and just it, just say that look, also I've, I I haven't seen any in a minute, but in the in the comments like like uh, Pedro was saying earlier, there were people saying, "Hey, listen, you got to learn to speak English." You guys really like all of us are very stressed, angry. I mean, all kinds of emotions. And to be honest, don't. Yeah, those people who beat up the cop. Yeah, there are bad. There are super bad people who are coming across the border, but not all of them by any means are. I
0: right, thank you for saying that, Steve. I really appreciate you saying that because I was going to say bring that up at some point, but continue. Go ahead, please.
2: So, I mean, when, when you're talking about needing to know English, this is, this is how we built this country. Everybody came here and didn't know anything. We had to, you have to learn, you know, but, um, so if they don't speak English, I mean, think how think how scary that is for them. Some of those people aren't even fleeing. They're being sold by cartels to do things. And if they don't, and I think we've all heard these stories, obviously there's there's truth to this. It's just to what degree do you want to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. But what do the cartels do? They're known for this. They say you're going to be running fentanyl for us for the next year. Why wouldn't you just say no? What they do is say we'll kill every family member you have.
0: That's scary. I want to talk to the love handle. Says ninety percent are bad. The love handles. I would totally see.
2: Do. I, feel, I would. I would say we we're letting in ninety percent too many. They're not bad. Right. There's too many people. It just lot. It's just too many people. We don't have the resources. Yeah. You, you don't have to, uh, ca- you
1: know, cast aspersions and call them all bad or ninety percent are bad. That's not even the point. And I don't know if he's, he's trolling or something, but the point is, there's there's too many coming in that we can we can't take care of them. That's that's really the point of all this, and yeah. we are being pulled by political means, corporate means, compassion. A lot of people, and I know liberals in terms of they're compassionate and they're trying to say we bring them all in, we'll all figure it out. And like, no, we can't figure it all out. We don't have enough resources, yeah. and it making it worse when we have um, it's cold here. You having people in tents in New York City during the winter—that is, that's a problem. That's a, that's a striking on, on our humanity. We should not have anyone on the streets. We shouldn't have pushed aside the homeless situation that we already have in New York City, where the food pantry lines are around the block every day. There's food pantry lines. People are looking for food. Um, the average person cannot afford an apartment. Uh, the average apartment in Brooklyn is three thousand dollars, and Manhattan it's about four to five thousand dollars a month for an apartment. Most of us cannot afford that. So yeah. there's a lot happening that are, you know, that's coming into everything. And we're all upset. We're all frustrated. But yeah. sometimes you need to take a step back a little bit, too. Right. And kind of assess the situation. Yeah. And make the best decision for yourself. You know.
0: Yeah. Steve, I want to read this comic, as he mentioned you, Edward Lee. Thanks for the five. Appreciate you for being a supporter. May you please speak about NYC pay models and how it's affecting deactivation. Steve mentioned this on 13 Minutes. About how mm-hmm. the apps are purging drivers. You want to touch on that, Steve? Since he you mentioned
2: Yeah, something. So a lot of a lot of the states' legislations, um the way it's in New York's a little bit different, but a lot of the states' legislations are working on a couple things. Um one of the perks that many states that get legislation will see are removal of AR. One hundred percent all the apps. Not every state will see that. Um the other thing though is that there are no longer, there are some states no longer allowing Uber to control and, and and manage their own fleet of how many people are out. Let's say that on any given night in St. Louis, you need 5,000 mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft drivers. Mm-hmm. The city, like if you guys are passing legislation, your legislation might be well, we've run the numbers and you've oversaturated the market quite a bit. We're going to say we're going to cap you at 3,000.
1: Hmm. Who decides A lot that? of caps
2: are going in place, and that's going to be very damaging because, look, in, in New York City, they're, they're already getting to the block situation. The reason that it was $18, you guys, if you really look into that, that's because they wanted to, the initial push was for $18 just by having the app on. So, I mean, like, I think you would have still had to take two per hour, but you were going to be paid for the downtime, too um but that was for 18 an hour. So the gig companies came back and said we'll pay you 50 cents an active minute. $30 an hour potentially. Right. But we know that won't happen because they've even come out and said we won't optimize any drivers more than 65% once things get tight. So that if you take 65% of 30 bucks, it's 18. So you're right back at the 18. They just want to run the narrative and control it because they want to say, look, and And the articles there are people out here that the art that have read some of the articles, most don't say this at all, guys, but that say, "Hey, the gig economy won't be affected by this." and if right. you read those very carefully, those are not the same articles that you'll find elsewhere where somebody's actually dissecting it. Those are comments made by Uber, Doordash Instacart um spokesmen. Yeah. So they I write, can they tell write you articles
1: and put it on a newspaper and like, you know, unless you're not paying attention, you know, it's written
2: by DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it says it in there. It's their comment. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's we had Le- uh, Pacific Legal Foundation on um, all they do is sue the government. They're the largest uh, legal firm that sues the government. Nobody knows how the six prong test will affect anybody and it will be on a case by case basis. So if you're reading those articles and saying, well, DoorDash said it won't affect us. Of course they did. You think they're gonna tell you this is gonna affect you huge. They don't wanna scare you. They're gonna tell you, no, we got this. You guys are good. Hmm. Well, I want I wanna bring something up because I see
0: it in the chat and I see it in comments and other people have talked about it and they talk about uh migrants, immigrants running three phones. Right? You hear we hear about this, they got them all these phones. So if they're doing that, can't we do the same thing? Or is that you know, we two wrongs don't make a right, right? But like do we do we see that another problem is they're coming take an opportunity, but then they're also cheating the system? Like, what do you, what's your thought? Like, do you guys see that? Do you think that that's an issue? Is it a I problem? Mean, to have multiple
1: phones? I'm sure it's a yeah. I mean, you would like to, everyone to play by the same rules. Yeah. I know talking about uh, watching the videos on um, what's what's that um about the Walmart Spark and yeah. seeing two guys just hold food in ooh, the ooh, sun ooh, like ooh, that's ooh. For, you know let's these companies need to fix that. It, that's not difficult to fix that, right? Try to make things, try to get the identity thing taken care of where no, you can't take two phones. But uh, New York City, yes. yeah, I say that often. But it's, everyone's probably doing it. Everyone's looking at Because sometimes, the first time I saw someone with two phones, I'm like, hey, what's going on over here? Is this person making more money? You know, you watch, you ask some questions. So, it's, it's that's I think that's everyone's issue. If you've been in the gig company for a while, everyone's trying to find a way to get a step ahead. So I, what I think that's just especially for migrants. No, I think everyone is. If you figure something out, you're probably going to try to exploit it. You get yourself in trouble sometimes, but we yeah. all try to find a way to get ahead and make more money.
2: Yeah, but like your your city, Hannibal. Like here's an example, and this is another example of why not to to have a little empathy for these for the people who are here too. Because I see some here that I'm sure you see them too, Hannibal. That literally, some of the people come up to me and are like Venezuela. It's the only word they know. They don't even know hello. Mm-hmm. They just say where they're from. And they, they like are wanting cash. They're trying to wipe windows on the street now. Yeah, I sent you guys that article. And there's people now trying to threaten them and beat them up in the street and throw them into the curb and say, dude, get off my... You touch my car, I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, it's getting pretty wild. Yeah, But at the intense. same time, what I would say is this, I think, is where a lot of this hate stems or a lot of this anger at them and again, guys, don't get me wrong. What, what's going on in this country is wrong. I mean, this is not right. But like Hannibal, um, what is, is it the Roosevelt Hotel? Yeah. That's like one of yeah, the main ones. So Okay, that's so that's the Roosevelt's way. not a cheap hotel. No. It, it's going to be destroyed after all this. I mean, they're gonna, Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah
1: um, Manhattan is too expensive to breathe sometimes. So the fact that they're <laughs> coming straight to Manhattan, you know, I'm in Brooklyn. So do I, am I seeing um, the tents no, I see a lot of homelessness, though. Like a ton, lots of homelessness.
2: Lots of people right, in but here's, here's my yeah. point. If somebody has a $3,000 debit card that they're getting every month and they have a, a phone and they're able to buy two more phones with that $3,000, they are living in the Roosevelt for free. There's a homeless guy across the street who's been homeless for 20 years. Yeah, He's watching them live in a five-star hotel getting three grand and a phone. That's got to yeah. be...
1: It's it has for awesome. a frustrating experience. I mean, they talk to some some um homeless people that are in New York that had more benefits back then compared to what's going on right now. How should they feel? It doesn't it, you want we want people to come legally. We want the gig apps to treat us fairly and take care of some of these identity issues, not have people exploit cuz that it's, it's everyone is find a way to exploit something. And we're trying to find a way like, hey, can we all be accountable? Can we all just Do what we're supposed to do, not try to cheat the system. But this is where we are right now. Yeah. I want to
0: ask you, Steve and Hannibal, some uh, final parting question. Um, Then I'm going to open up the stream yard to some other guys and gals that want to come up and voice an opinion or ask questions. But um, what are you guys, without sharing too much personal information, but like in 2024, right? A lot happening, a lot could change, a lot, whether it's through legislation or the migration and opportunities on these apps and all these things, right? How are you guys? What is your plan, Steve Hannibal, to navigate 2024? You know, well, I'm already
2: booking some laser gigs. Okay. Um, I'm already booking some other production gigs. I'm going to be fitting in the gig apps like I always do and I'll pivot, pivot, pivot. I mean, right now my last mile stuff goes great. Um, you know, but like, for example, um, and I'll get to say it here because it's public now that, um, October 18th, 19th and 20th, Um, I think it's this Wednesday, Taylor Swift kicks off her world tour, but the 18th, 19th and 20th of October are her first three dates back in the U S in Miami. We have a contract with hard rock stadium. So we're doing the three laser shows. Nice. So, and I'm going down to do them. So I'm stoked. Like I already booked that contract. Um, so my you
0: you're gonna send Hannibal and
2: I out to meet. Yeah, you? I was gonna I was gonna yellow, I'm gonna go to
1: Miami. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. But I
2: mean for me, I'm just even I, I feel like a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit. Every person I I honestly believe every person in this chat could get could figure out something they could do that's mm. not a gig app and might not be a W two either. You guys you guys have more power than you think.
0: I love that. Yeah. I said that Hannibal, what do you think man what are some of the things you're going to be looking at doing what's some advice to offer the community for 2024 how do you look at it
1: well for me i for me i was fortunate enough to start the dog walking business back in 2018 and that has kept me going uh for many years even uh, going four years being uh self-employed the dog walking the dog boarding business that kept me you know paying the bills and, you know, recently with the uh, YouTube, that's that's what my love is. Making yeah. videos is my love. So I uh, luckily I found that. And I think, you know, probably by this year, definitely will be that big leap forward where, you know, my main source of income is making videos. And that's actually crazy to even say out loud. But that's that's where my head's going. My head that was going on since probably 2021. I was like, I this YouTube thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Making videos, talking and communicating and. That's where, you know, and it's hard to find your love. Sometimes it just fall into it. I couldn't say I, I did this on purpose. So I think what worked or what helped me was get the gig economy. When I saw I can make money on my own terms and have my own thing, mm-hmm. I, I immediately wanted to figure out what other things I can do had that, that same effect. What mm-hmm. was it? Whether it was a dog walking or, or writing or what, whatever the gig was for me, to, to get to a point where I could be more free and more flexible, that's where I was heading myself into. So that would be the only advice I can give is you have to keep looking. Don't get stuck with the food delivery and rideshare. What other things you can do, whether talents, whether yeah. things you can provide that someone will pay you money for. You'd yeah. be surprised that there's a lot of things that people are willing to pay money for.
6: Yes.
1: Uh, and if that doesn't work, if the YouTube fails, I'll go back in the cuddling game. And push that business for because that was a failed business I had a couple of years ago. It didn't work. I didn't make any money. Yeah. But maybe the cuddling thing will finally uh, kick up in steam. I don't know. You could cuddle some migrants. We'll cut Well, if they're paying. So- they got a three thousand dollars. That's, that's a sore spot.
2: I, I can or I already know with the animal because it would be with me, and that's a sore spot with those of us that live in these cities. Yeah. But- <laughs> that's funny.
0: Oh man, listen. I, I like that you guys are. You know. Uh, great examples of gentlemen that I respect that are doing things and have started your own things, right? And you got other things. So you're not as worried. Well, you could be concerned, but you're not, you're going to figure things out because you've built things in in place that are, uh, uh, that regardless of what happens, you're still going to be okay. Right. With those yeah. things. built, If you don't, you know, you figure it out. But I think a lot of people, yeah, it's okay to worry about your market and Kathy referenced earlier $600 she made less this week. That's a lot. $600 is a lot of money. If you yeah. make $600 less, okay, none of us are millionaires in the chat. None of us are rolling in the money. Okay. None of us. 600 bucks is a lot of money. In yeah. a week, right. So, you know, how do we figure out how not to have that happen and compound over weeks and weeks and months and months? Cause then that's a big issue. Um, but I, re- you know, I re- you know, respect you guys for the things that you're saying here and doing, and, you know, I don't see it in St. Louis. I, I-, I got to say that still, I'm- my experience is different than you guys. But I'm not stupid to know that it's not happening out there. And if it happens in St. Louis and things happen, I'm definitely going to report on it, give an opinion. Um, I, don't, I don't know what I will do. Um, but, like, these guys will always pivot and change and try to adapt. And, you know, I think we could, I think a lot of us that do this food delivery, ride share, we get stuck in it. Some of us become very addicted to it. You, you become comfortable. It's routine. You, you're independent, but you're also you're kind of like a W-2 because you're still working a crazy amount of hours. You're working when it's busy. So you have a self-schedule, as I call it. And but yeah. we don't give enough credit to ourselves and try to go out and like try different things and small calculated risk. I think we I think a lot of us are gonna have to start doing that um, a little bit more. Appreciate that, John. Um, because I, I think the more that we could do that others can't do at a really easy entry-level base, the more the more valuable you become. Okay. If yeah, all you're doing is DoorDash and Instacart, right? That's you're not very valuable to the gig apps. But if you could fold in a successful YouTube channel like Hannibal has, obviously Steve has a podcast, maybe it's a small business, maybe it's a completely different app. Maybe you go to the, the to the catering apps because the barrier of entry is not as easy on like a para Par app or deliver that. There's You know, there's things you have to go through. Right. So I would challenge you guys to figure out other ways. OK, um, the world's not coming to an end. The gig, the gig apps aren't going anywhere, but you're going to have to change and adapt.
2: Right. Yeah, they're going to change, but they're not going anywhere because you no, guys the global gig app economy, just to put you guys at ease, is tripling by in the next three years. There's no way, and we all know this, that there's no way America sits back and says we're not going to participate in that yeah. while the whole world yeah. does. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. No. It's just we're at a re- – that's why this rule change is weird. We, we're at a redefining point in this country about labor laws. Those are very those FLSA what laws are very dated. I mean some of that stuff is like it's like reading like tort law. It doesn't even make sense. It's like it's like this is you know what do you mean four rabbits gets me out of jail? It's like it's just so old and written. It's like dude we we need to cuz now there's a technology sector and we never defined it but it needs we need to let people work how they want. 40 percent of the American workforce is independent contractors. So, yeah, you can't. I mean, I've I've challenged everybody. Um, you know, so if you if you're gonna if you're gonna try and kill off forty percent of the workforce, where are these jobs going to come from? Yeah, that are going to replace those forty percent. I don't know. I might
0: be in Hannibal's shoes, having to start to cuddle that back up or start it. I, I might in St. Louis, maybe let's, I let's do it. We <laughs> got long hair. Some people like that. I don't know. We'll
2: figure them. it out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. I mean, st- you know, look. I mean, one one opportunity I saw recently, in, and, and it's not in every city, but if you have any, like, I, it says five, but I think you can get by with two. If you have any elder, um. Uh, younger family care history at all, even babysitting kind of can qualify you. Uh, Hop Skip Drive is hiring in a lot of cities for 50 bucks an hour. Mm. Nice, yeah, it's a W 2 job, but hey, times <laughs> are tough.
0: <laughs> w 2 guys, I think sometimes, right, and
2: 50 bucks an hour is no, that's not a joke.
0: I don't make 50 bucks an hour in the gig economy, so yeah, it's good money. Um, you know, we got to be willing to swallow that price sometimes, you got to take care of what you got to take care of. and I think some of us, we, we like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we don't really even know what we're making. And it's like, I am think I'm doing okay. And at the end of the month, it's like, oh shit, I worked 60 hours a week. I can't pay my light bill. Like that's a problem, right? Like, so we have to yep. be able to figure out how do I not feel like that next month, you know, but uh, gentlemen, thank you. I'm going to open up the lines. I appreciate you guys for sharing some time with me tonight, very, very much and sharing your perspective out in Colorado and NYC guys in the chat. Uh, go check out RideShare Rodeo's channel. He does uh 13 minutes of news every Saturday. Right, Steve?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the one you definitely want. If you don't watch anything, watch that one. He's got the podcast, the roundtable on Thursday. Um And then Hannibal is in a whole nother lane. But listen, you need to go check out Hannibal's <laughs> There's videos.
1: Got- I, I talk about things
0: <laughs> going on. Over but he's
2: there. slowly <laughs> drifting into political. So watched, yeah, yeah. It's going to matter here, guys. Even oh, Hannibal, the gig economy people. So you will want to watch
0: Hannibal. Hannibal is doing big
2: things.
0: <laughs> Before you know it, he's going to have like producers on his show. He's going to be <laughs> living in a mansion. Like he's killing. I think them. he's going
2: to have to have lawyers first because yeah, pro- yeah, he's already getting videos know. pulled down. So are other people and it's political season. You're going to need some it's lawyers, Hannibal. You're
0: right. Uh. Yes, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Oh. Appreciate you guys. Thank you Have Thanks a great for one. having us, man. Always. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to open up the lines. Um, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Hannibal. Definitely go check their channels out. I know many of you that are here, you know who these guys are already, but if you're new and you're just coming in, definitely go check out their channels. If you like what you see, subscribe watch some videos um let's open up the stream early because i know you i know a lot of you guys are very passionate about this subject you have maybe a different perspective some of y'all want to come at me you say I don't pay you. you have no idea what you're talking about maybe educate me i got i got two ears and one mouth i can listen very well so i'm going to open up the stream yard for you guys um just give me a second while i do that and if you haven't hit the thumbs up get that damn thumbs up it's a way to support the channel okay um let me go ahead and put this in here all right. All right, let's see. Boom, boom. There we go. And then I'm going to pin this in just one second. And I'm looking for perspective. Stay on topic. The topic tonight, I'll, I'll say it again for everybody that's just coming in. So if you got something else you want to talk about, this live's not for you. Let's stay on topic, all right? So let me go ahead and pin this if I can. Let me see something here. Um. All right. Okay, let's see. Oh, somebody got in here quick already. All right, I see you, Kevin. All right, all right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get into there. Oh, hold on one second here. There's so many buttons on a phone. Good lord. Okay. Okay, hopefully I can still find it. There it is. So let's pin that comment. And while I, oh, let's do replace pin comment, hit the thumbs up. I'm going to take a small two-minute crafting break. But I'm going to give you guys a little bit of music. Let me see if I can't find a little music here. Let me see something here. I think I might be able to give you all some. Let me see if it shows up.
7: Actually, we can watch a video.
0: Can you guys... Man,
5: these orders suck. What am
8: I going to do? I got that. Watch
5: that video. I'll be right back. I know what I'm gonna do. Didn't you feel neglected? I'm dashing, but it's hectic. I need more money, and I know just what to do. I listen to all my favorite tubers that up and. All tapping makes more money, it's true Now I must admit, I'm so much happier working for me Except the that decision's mine, this man that feels so free May not know where I'm going or what this order may be But I must admit, I'm so much happier working for me Nothing quite affects me like the no-tips that I can't see. Come on, Pa, I hope you win the fight. Cause DoorDash is so shady, and I'd like to know that they paid me for all the work that I've done tonight. Still I must admit, I'm so much happier working with me. When times are hardest, jump inside and make that sweet money. I don't know where I'm going and what this sort of baby, But I must admit, I'm so much happier working for me What you want to understand is take that phone that's in your hand try this app, you'll never be the same. Motivation can be hard to find, but it's out there to look online. Maybe that's why I play this game. Now I must admit, I'm so much happier working for me. i learned a lot, and now I've got a future clear to see. Ain't I know where I'm going or what this may be, but I must admit, I'm so damn happy I bet on me. Woo!
2: That's
0: my man right there. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's remove that. Shout out, shout out, shout out to my man Joe. That was a video he did for us at the, for the Virtual Con. I met him at uh, GigCon 1 on St. Louis cool dude uh really cool dude hope you guys enjoyed that video some of you guys didn't see it some of you guys remembered that i'm sure um let me go ahead and make sure we're still set up here hold on one second um uh, i dig it yeah big carl joe's a cool guy man that was torture <laughs> well if you don't like that kind of music it's fine but listen that's an original song so unless you can do bad if you can do better send me something all right <laughs> Uh, John, it looks like it'll be uh, the end of uh, March, that last weekend in March, I believe. Yeah, that's when we should be out there. So, Um, all right. I see some people waiting. Um, This is what I'm asking. I want you guys to stay on topics. If you can't, you can dismiss yourself. I'm looking for your perspective on the topics. I'll run over those topics again and what you're seeing in your market, not what you're seeing on the news, not what you think you might know, what you know from your personal experience. I want to hear a testimonial of the good or the bad of what we got going on here tonight. Okay, so the topic's at hand. Um, let me read them again for you guys, what we went over. Are migrants ruining the gig economy? Will 2024 be the worst year we have seen? What can we do as gig workers to continue to make money? So do you, if you have a solution or something that you're implementing, you could talk about that. And is there a root problem or are we just misinformed? So we're talking about migrants, immigrants, illegal immigrants, taking away opportunities from you in your marketplace. Um, I want to hear your perspective on your marketplace, not what's happening in New York unless you live in New York, not what's happening in Colorado, not what's happening in Texas unless you live in Texas. So I want to be very clear on that's what we're looking for from the panel today, if that makes sense. Okay, all opinions are welcome. All all sides are welcome. All voices can be heard, but those are the topics at hand. I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. So I'll let you guys know who we have waiting, and I'll bring you guys up in a second. So I see Kevin, I see Kathy, I see Giovanni, I see Bud Soda, I see Cowboy Courier, I see Mad Dash, I see the Gig Bell Tolls. A lot of familiar faces. I'm going to bring you guys up individually to start. I'm going to start with Kevin, and Kevin's going to have a couple of minutes here, so let's bring him up. Kevin, how you doing,
9: brother? I'm doing good, Pedro. And first of all, uh, am I echoing or anything?
0: No, you are good. We can hear you okay.
9: Alright. Uh, well, first of all, um, I've seen some people in my market. One guy, he looked like he came from Haiti. I'm not sure, but I've noticed a few people I ask them questions and they're like, well, I don't think this or da-da-da. I don't know. I have no idea if they're illegal or what, but I haven't really noticed a real problem with illinois. Eagles. I've heard things in like other parts yeah. of my zone. So I, know, I, I know a few, about a couple months ago, I talked to one guy and he's like, do you dance in like the Oakleaf area? I'm like, no, I don't. I haven't been over there in ages. He's like, well, I guess he saw a family. I guess they were Hispanics with multiple phones. Mm-hmm. I have seen this one guy. This one dude. He had an order on his phone. Then he was talking to somebody. I guess it was might even his girlfriend or wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it looked kind of suspicious. Like he might be having like two accounts, but I don't know.
0: But you're not sure. You're just kind of assuming and and, and going on judgment. Maybe yeah. Uh, market, real quick, what what market are you in?
9: I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So, so far you haven't seen what maybe some others are seeing, but you've definitely been seeing some things that might be suspicious and you're kind of unaware, but you're kind of uh, at least on notice about it. Is that Would that be fair to say?
9: Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, as far as illegal is ruining the gig economy. Yeah. Well, first of all, the gig economy – has been screwed up for quite some time. It's definitely not perfect. Mm. But. I saw Uberfic, Uber. Uber lift Phoenix's video. And. um, I don't know. I, I guess it kind of depends on where you live. And. I'm assuming that certain areas of the country. Especially in Texas. And California. Mm-hmm. Would probably be seeing it more than others.
0: Yeah. For sure. Are you are you worried about 2024 and your earning potential? How do you feel about that? Are you worried? Are you concerned? Are you optimistic? What do you, What would you say to that?
9: Well, to be honest, I, I'm think i have actually uh, I've seen some videos about medical carrier apps, um, and as one dude, I'm not sure exactly, but he's like a ten mile trip for like 800 bucks or something. Um, <laughs> but I, I like I like what UDM said. Uh, I, hold on a minute. I, okay. I'm live. Hold on. I will talk about it later, mother.
4: Go. I'm
9: on I want YouTube. I'm
10: Kevin.
9: Kevin. It's a live stream. It's a live stream. Um. What? What is live for, stream? For Pedro. This big tuber. Just go away. I love Just go away. Yes. (laughs) I'll talk to you about it later.
0: (laughs) I love that, Kevin. That was probably one of the best uh, impromptu things that we've had on this channel. You handled it well. Shout out to the mom. (laughs) Hi, mom. Everybody say hi, mom, in the chat.
9: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I like what UDM said. He's like, you know, mind your business, you know, and uh, pivot. Like what Hannibal said and what um, Steve their Steve Rodeo, he's like, you know, there's Rody. Now, I will say this. I'm on the wait list for Rodeo, Walmart, Spark. And I will say this, though, about a lot of these apps. If you try to sign up now, you probably will be on a wait list. But there's also like um, some catering apps. So I mean, am I really worried? No, there's ways to make money, and it, it's pointless to sit there and whine and complain about it.
0: I hear you, man. I think I think we, you know, I think that's. It seems like you're you're more a little more on the optimistic side, and I can appreciate that. I like that, uh, Kevin. I always appreciate the support you show this, the channel. Say hi to mom. Tell her I'm not a bad guy on the, online. You're just, you know, having some fun. So go do that. But uh, appreciate your perspective tonight. Appreciate it for making the, the, the channel laugh a little bit. I thought, you know, that was awesome. You say hi to mom though, man. I appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you.
9: All right. You have a good one. All
0: right, brother. Listen, I love me some Kevin. Kevin's been coming on the panel. He's probably been on about 10 times or so, right? A few months back. Um, Always smiling, always optimistic, has good questions. Um, shout out to Kevin. He's fa- he's quickly becoming one of my favorite people in this community. <laughs> when his mom came in, he's like, Mom, don't worry about it. I, I just love that very, like, uh, uh, real interaction. And you see the mom in the background? I love it, man. That actually just made my night. I thought that was funny. Um, shout out to Kevin. Appreciate him. All right. So I see Kathy's waiting next. I see uh, I Gabe Bell Tolls, Giovanni by Soda Cowboy, and Mad Dash. So let's bring Kathy up real quick. Kathy, how are you
11: tonight? Oh, I'm so glad you're having me on, Pedro. Thank so you.
7: You're welcome. Um, let's talk I
11: about sen- it. I sent you a, a text and an email last week. I don't know. I know you're a very busy man, but I'm. I've got so much to talk about. So so much. Let's hear um, it. So yes, um, I live in Indiana. Um, I'm probably on a good day, thirty to forty minutes from. Illinois. Okay. Um, over the last two and a half to three weeks, um, there has been, it's like it came out of nowhere, like completely came out of nowhere, working in teams, double, triple phones. Um, they're getting into, cause I normally do spark for Walmart. Um, but as I said, I've lost $600 this week. It's been a very sad week. And mm-hmm. I've been out seven days this week.
0: And what That's, apps, remind us what apps you you work.
11: Um, primarily, I do uh, Spark. Um, I will occasionally do Instacart. I'm not doing DoorDash anymore.
0: Right. I feel, like, I feel like from what I'm hearing from other people, a few content creators, you tonight, I feel like Spark is the one app that might be impacted the most in a lot of markets, right? As far as the, the teams of people, the multiple phones, the, you know what I'm saying? Like taking batches and with the bots or whatever, like. I feel like Spark's the one app that a lot of people are coming in and and getting in quickly and taking food away from people that have been doing this already.
11: Right. And so um, I'll kind of give you a a very quick rundown. Um, As I said, there's a lot of them. I mean, more than 14 to 18 that we will see within Mm -hmm. a show. I mean, they have paper plates, so they're temp plates. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter um, lives in Illinois. Um, she's a school teacher. And she had told me that because she, you know, knowing this, she has a lot of kids that are coming in the school and stuff where she works at. And she had told me that in the state of Illinois alone, they're getting $9,000 cash immediately. $9,000. they are getting um, food stamps. They're getting free housing. And if they're able to, they're getting a four-year driver's license. Um so, and I'm like, but isn't there like a, a, a time period before, you know, naturalization or whatever, how that whole thing really works, you know, Yeah. Uh, but they have, they have basically tried to run us out of our own area. Um, it got so bad last week. We had to call the police department. Um, I, and I'll, one of the drivers who happens to be Hispanic actually started conversing through, you know, they were in their own separate cars and he had pointed out. And then the guy actually got out of his car and actually it said, do you have a problem? You know, as they were conversing, because I. Is it
0: why know. you guys are in the Walmart parking lot?
11: Oh, yeah. At pickup. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we him and I were actually waiting for orders. But this other person actually had an order. Got it. Or we think that they had an order. Um, so he got out of his car, went up to the other guy's car. And my friend Ray is a really big guy. I mean, very tall, big guy. And they were going back and forth, you know, um, why this guy was at his window. Um, this car window. What, Um,
0: what sparked the conversation or confrontation? What sparked it?
11: Basically, it said, we know that you have an illegal account. Got it. OK, that's what started, because there's too many. All of a sudden, all these new people. When our market right now, there is a waiting list. There is a waiting list. All of a sudden, how did all these people come in like overnight, overnight?
0: There's a waiting list. How did, how would they come? How would they bypass that?
11: Well, the gentleman decided to apologize to the my friend. Mm-hmm. And basically it said that he paid somebody for 150 dollars
0: for their account that was already open. And for the
11: account
0: Got it.
11: actually to get off the wait list. So it kind of makes me wonder is either A, the account real stolen or did they hack the system?
0: Mm. Well, it could be that, it, you know, there could be people that don't really do Walmart a lot because maybe they've moved on and there's some kind of account that they can find that's out there that hasn't been used in a few months.
11: Renting if, the account
0: them for it, or they don't know them, but they get in there and change the info. I don't know; it could be that, but it, um, that's interesting. Listen, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but please be careful out there, Kathy. Oh, right? I, I like,
11: was, I was, I was cut I, off yesterday in the parking lot. Yeah. Don't
0: and let, it, don't let, don't let somebody you don't know put you in a bad spot, right? Oh, I know. You know?
11: Um, yeah, I had somebody actually because he's this. There's, as I said, I'm gonna call it a wave, okay? Some will work a few days and then all of a sudden we don't see them. And then all of a sudden there's a whole new group. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like um, basically at this point, a crime ring is is the way I will put it. Okay. Um, the police department, we put in the information with the police department because I was a witness to that situation. I happened to be pumping gas and um, there were sheriffs that were pumping gas. And I said, Hey, I have a couple questions for you. So I told him what I did, um, told him some of the problems that were happening. And he basically said, since Walmart is actually the victim, they would have to be the one to actually do something about it. Right. Even though we're like the bystanders, even though it's affecting us. Mm. Um, The store has gotten to the point now because some of them are actually lingering and they're doing something to like block the Wi-Fi system.
0: There is there is stuff out there that, that can block your 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 uh, orders from getting your phone. I've heard that before. Yeah.
11: Oh yeah. When when you call support and they said, Well, we sent you 17 offers, and I'm like, but I've only done four today.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. And
11: some timed out. So there definitely is a problem. I definitely do believe that they need to do something better for their system. I mean, they they started, you know, during the summertime with the codes drivers have to give codes. Now they've gone to about weekly with the AI recognition. Yeah. Somehow, some way it's getting bypassed. Or is it that when they're they have to, you know, ID check, they can't. And then it goes to somebody else. I'm not really sure. I haven't figured that part yeah. out.
0: I'm not sure either. And I don't work at Walmart or, you know, I know we have Kray Kray in the, in the chat. She she's a manages at a Walmart, the the, 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 the department that facilitates these orders i'm sure she you know might have some insights
11: could... yeah
0: um crazy um kathy i hope you have a better week this coming up week
11: <laughs> i hope so too uh,
0: you're work you. You working tomorrow uh,
11: yeah i i have to do a cpr uh t- a training class um yeah. my yearly but yes i plan on coming out tomorrow but yes thank you for having me on i appreciate it i'm glad that you are bringing this out because it is affecting many neighborhoods, Many. neighborhoods. Yeah neighborhoods
0: well you know i know it. i don't see it in mine for what i do i also don't do walmart spark right so it, you know okay. I, but but i wanted to bring people in to share their perspective on whatever you're seeing out there so that i can either learn and just see you know have you guys give you a place to share your story um kathy thank you so much for coming on tonight
11: thank you all right
0: thank you all right all right i see uh see who do we got i got the gig bell tolls Bud soda giovanni cowboy madness you know what guys let's have a gentleman's party I'm gonna bring y'all, all you, all you fools, up at once. How about that? I know all y'all. I can call you that. Gig Bell, what's up? Let me let's bring Gig Bell. Gig Bell, how you doing, bro? What's up? Let me look at this, look at this handsome fella right here, Matt.
12: What's, what's that? Up?
0: What you doing? Bro? All right, and then I see Cowboy Courier. What's up, Cowboy?
4: Hey, how you doing?
8: You guys hear me okay?
0: Giovanni, drive. Oh yeah, Here you loud clear. How
8: are you? What's going? What's going on, brother?
0: All right, all right. Bud Soda, always in his car. How are you doing, Bud Soda? I uh, haven't been recently. Well, I see you out there, and I see Tyrell. I'm going bring Tyrell up. Tyrell, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining the show. So Thank let me you. kick with uh, Gig Bell Tolls first. Gentlemen, stay on topic. These are the topics tonight. I'll run them down again real quick. And I want you to share your perspective in your market. Okay, I want to be very clear on that. What are you seeing in your marketplace? Um, are migrants ruining the gig economy? Will 2024 be the worst year we have that, that we've seen? Uh, what can we do as the gig workers to continue to make money? You guys can touch on any of these, okay? Um, it, is there a real problem or are we just misinformed? Okay, I'll start with Gig Bell toes and we'll go around. What do you say to these topics tonight, Gig Bell?
4: Well, I've I haven't really noticed a difference in my market. Uh, I mean, I do see migrants. Uh, some people clearly, you know, don't speak a lot of English, but you know, they seem to be pretty nice people. They don't seem to affect my order intake, so maybe that's just Texas. I don't know, but I'm sure it's affecting other markets. I'm not going to be, you know, dumb and pretend it's not. But and but you know, you just got to plan ahead, and learn how to adapt, and swivel around it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to be starting a channel soon, so that's why I got the Bill Tolls thing. That's worth that's going to be the name of my channel. Wow. But, uh Which which I'm working on. Working on. It. We're making two channels, exa- actually. Yeah. So. One for gig work and one for uh, doing something for my grandmaster at Parks Martial Arts. So, there we yeah.
0: go. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I think it was your, so- your son or daughter that was doing that with you, right? You got into that? Yes, before?
4: yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, I'm actually trained to be an instructor. So, yeah. <laughs> Love that.
0: Uh, Mad Dash, what what are you seeing in your marketplace? I know you do this at night after your W 2. Um, are you seeing what other people are seeing? Are you not? What's your perspective? What can you share with us?
12: Um, yeah, I'll speak on that. Um, in different zones. Um, my zone is not really, the cops are hot in my zone. They they be pulling people over. But when I go downtown, you know, that's, uh, I see a lot more non-English speaking or, you know, just fresh. But I think they're all immigrants. They're not illegals. Yeah. You know, it's not a sanctuary city. But I did. My I did hitter. want to speak because this week you said you know it's always been around. Like you know, America's structured and we're our economy is set up to absorb immigrants. And there's I, two phrases. Go met,
0: ahead, I mentioned I got a lot of hate in the comments when I mentioned the history of this country and like just this isn't new. Like you know, go ahead. Just touch on that a little more if you can.
12: So. There's two concepts. There's entry level positions, which we have a a plentiful amount in America, and there's upward mobility. So if you give it time, the newcomers will start in a entry level where the entry level is low. But over time, there is upward mobility. It's one of the opportunities, the land of opportunities. They will move up and then there will be an open spot for the new entry level worker or whatever, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is consolidating into these cities where there's no there's not enough entry level positions to go around. Mm-hmm. But in Indianapolis, there's tons. We need entry level people. But they yeah. gotta have a green card. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll yeah. filter through the system. You know what I mean? And the, and like I said, they'll move up. So like the system's broken. If you're going to stay in the entry level position, then there's not going to be an open position for the next guy and yep. the next guy. And, and another thing is it's almost, uh, other cultures, they'll live three generations in one house. So you'll have the grandma and grandpa, and then you'll have three kids and their wives and you'll have six adults incomes in one household. Yep. So they don't need to make large wages, but then the um, upward mobility kicks in. And then now you have six six incomes in one household, and one of them will save up money, and they'll open up a construction company or uh, uh, authentic cuisine. And then they provide entry-level positions in their communities, adding to the entry-level, more entry-level positions, and so on and so on. But this takes years. It does. That's a good point. We can't can't absorb this, this, we can't absorb this amount of numbers. It it doesn't, it's breaking down the system that's worked for generations for decades. It's what I just described has worked and we absorb and we grow as a country, but it's breaking down. The numbers are just too much and we're consolidating them into these cities where the system's not working. That's all I got to say. Eventually it's going to come to my city. I get, you know, they'll, They'll migrate, but yeah. in my zone, they pull people over for anything and just run your ID. Yeah. I get I get pulled over once a month. Interesting. I appreciate you sharing you that. You know, it's ridiculous. All okay. right, go ahead. That's Thank all I you. had to say.
0: I appreciate you sharing that perspective. Uh, Tyrell, what do you have to say on this topic tonight? And also, Tyrell, what market are you in?
10: I'm in the Phoenix market. Okay. Um, I primarily do Spark at the moment. Okay. And I actually started doing doordash. That's how I saw you your channel. Um, I've changed my name to the Dapper Dash. Right, it's my YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I don't actually have a channel. I've ne- never uploaded a video, but yeah, I, I planned I on it. the other
0: day, right? You commented maybe the other day. I saw Dapper Dash comment. Yeah. Yep.
10: Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always um on the channel. I'm always around, but um, I decided to hop on tonight because that's a this is a very interesting topic, um, considering the timing. Of the time you decided to um, bring this topic up, um, because um, this past week, um, Spark actually, in my market anyway, decided to do the ID verification. And um, Mm -hmm. they implemented that Monday. And once that hit, most of the illegals, as you would call them, um, got deactivated. And so... Um, it, it was a great week for me. Um, hmm. so it, it was, uh, it, it's, it's the opposite of what most people are saying at the moment. Um,
0: how, let me the, ask you a Oh, right, okay, you know that they got deactivated. Did you have conversations with people? Did you, how did you get that information? Um, I just
10: assumed, um, oh. this is the first time that Spark has done the ID verification. Um, yeah. it's happened before, um, probably the last time I can remember is in October. And, um, when it happened, then I noticed that most of the illegals I don't know what else to call them, but illegals were gone mm-hmm. and um, they came back like two weeks later i don't mm-hmm. I don't know what operation they have going on to be able to make that work, but um yeah, they were gone and yeah. so um once I seen the notification from Spark that they were going to be implementing this ID verification i I just expected. <laughs> expected it to be a great week and um yep sure enough once um the id verification happened um i I did not see them um i assumed they were deactivated because
0: they're out there every day with me
10: you know what i mean um
0: and so So they did you see did you see the video that got caught the attention on the news and you know from uber lift phoenix when he was recording those guys outside with the shopping carts yes did you see that Yes, yes, yes. I wonder, yep. because you're in the same city or state as him, right? Yep. I wonder if that got the attention of Walmart, right? And in, in that particular zone or franchise or district, they implemented that because they saw there was an issue. Do you think that's possible? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, once I've seen that, I'm
10: like, yeah, y'all got to do something. about it. I even reached out to yeah. Walmart myself. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's even been an issue with reporting these this behavior, I'm not even going to say people, just the behavior
0: yeah. um,
10: directly to Walmart because Walmart would has deactivated people's accounts who complain about it, not necessarily deactivate the accounts of the people they're complaining about, if that makes yeah. any sense. So yeah. like, if you go and complain about some abusive behavior um, to Walmart, they'll just deactivate you because they say they don't want the drama right, and so um yeah once- that was implemented this week um i I've seen the numbers go up, like I haven't seen numbers like this since the holidays, um, Dude, which has been great, but um, as far as the topic um if it's gonna be if they're ruining it they 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 possibly could um mm-hmm. if um the companies stay on top of it as far as, you know, doing ID verification or whatever they decide to do, I I, I don't think it would be an issue. But um, if nothing is done, then yes, definitely. um, It it could be the worst year yet. Because not only are these (laughs) illegals um, abusing the platform, but they're also stealing from Walmart. Um, Hmm. And so when we have to um, check out. Like, just let's just say we was doing a shopping delivery for Spark. Um, the checkout processes became much more difficult just because of the theft problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, yeah, it, it definitely is ruining it. Um, just today, uh, I went to a Walmart, one of my favorite Walmart's that I like to shop at. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cutting us down to one particular self-checkout register. Um, instead of going to any self-checkout that we can, that's open. And that impacts impacts your time. uh, Oh, of course, of course. Um, And of course, if we got perishables within our cart, um, we're we're timed. And so not only do we have to wait on customers checking out, we have to wait on other spark drivers that's waiting on the customers to check out Mm -hmm. behind them. So if the timer goes off, we only get that
0: $2.44. Right. Interesting. Let me uh, kick it to Giovanni. Giovanni, what are your thoughts uh, on this topic tonight? And also remind us what marketplace you are working in.
8: Yeah, so I'm over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and I guess it's I wouldn't say it's necessarily um, like your question was is it ruining the gig economy? Are are these immigrants going to, you know, detrimentally affect the gig economy? Yeah. And I think that it could go either way, depending on your market, but definitely in Pittsburgh, I would say that immigrant workers are propping up the gig economy. I mean, specifically DoorDash and Uber Eats, because I, I mean, I work in the downtown Pittsburgh zone quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would say a good 75, 80% or more of all the delivery drivers I see are foreign to some extent, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, it seems like a lot of them are coming from Middle Eastern or Arabic-speaking countries, Um, a lot of Serbian countries, like Ukraine, Russia, those type of countries. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know this is because they all seem to know each other. And if it's not that they know each other... It's that they speak the same language. So because they don't have that connection with other people, with, you know, the workers in the restaurants and that sort of thing, they're talking to each other. They all congregate in the same parking lots, in front of the same restaurants, in front of Papa John's, Taco Bell, a lot of the pizza spots. Mm-hmm. And they're outside of their cars, smoking cigarettes, talking to each other. You know, I'll go into restaurants a lot of the times and especially when I'm picking up from like a Mediterranean place I'm somewhat racially ambiguous myself you know I can pass for Hispanic, Hispanic. Yeah <laughs> exactly I'm Italian but yeah. I can pass for Hispanic I actually speak you know a good a decent amount of Spanish mm-hmm. so that doesn't help my case either but mm-hmm. I'll go into these Mediterranean spots and they'll greet me "Assalamu alaikum," and mm-hmm. they'll they'll genuinely be surprised that I don't speak you know their yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, a funny, <laughs> funny story. I pulled up to um, the McDonald's drive through last week and, um, you know, they asked me for the order number. I gave it to them and I was just like asking him. I was like, oh, how's your night, man? And he looked at me all confused. He was like, you speak in English? Mm. I'm like, I'm like, well, I, at first I was taken aback. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm speaking English. I'm like, what language are you speaking? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, No, I was I was gen he was like I I, I was caught off guard. Like I thought you were gonna yeah. be, you know, just shoving the phone in my face like yeah. speaking yeah. something else. Yeah. And then <laughs> I finally understood what he was getting to. Yeah. Because yeah, it is it, that's you know, that just shows you how many um foreign <laughs> I won't say illegal immigrants, I don't <laughs> know if they're all illegal or not, but foreign- that's how many immigrant workers are in this in this zone
0: we could say that we're not being offensive in any way. Right. But I also think it's important to realize that we can look at somebody, right. Like somebody might look at Giovanni and assume something or Tyrell. And they might think he's from this place or Bud Soda. Like, you know, it's it's hard to know where people are really from unless you ask, unless you ask the question to have an engaging conversation. So yeah. I think it's really easy to pass assumptions and, and assume things. Right. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's like, it's, it's not my business who that guy is. You know, if I look at a dude, like, what? That's not my business, unless he's doing something illegal and he's going to harm somebody, he's stealing. He's, you know, then if he's in my, yeah. and I know that, then it becomes my business. But I think it's interesting you mentioned the McDonald's because obviously there's a lot of people that do this kind of work, right? The low barrier of entry work to where you need a, uh, a bike, a car, uh, whatever, and you get to turn on an app and make some money, right? I think a lot of people that come to this country, whether you've been here for, a month, a year, five years, you know the language, you don't, do this kind of work. So that McDonald's employee, his experience is, he, he assumed you were Hispanic or Middle Eastern and that you weren't going to speak English. And when you did, <laughs> maybe because that's what he sees. And when you did, you like surprised him, right? <laughs> I was
8: like, yeah, I'm speaking English. What language are you speaking? I was yeah. so confused. And then it hit me. Yeah. But going, kind of touching on what um, what Kathy said earlier about, all these guys who have paper tags. I mean, that's that's a big problem here, too. Like, every time, no joke, every time I see a Prius, it's always a gig worker. Mm. And it's always, I mean, I'm not going to say every single time, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of them have paper tags. I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania, a lot of them have Ohio, West Virginia, New Jersey paper temporary tags. Mm. And they're duct taped onto their you know, onto their car. So they've obviously been there for more than the allotted time. So I don't know how these guys get away with what they get away with. Yeah. But I think part of it has to do with being in the city because you go to the outskirts, the suburban zones surrounding the city, and you don't see them as much. Like they're still here and there, but I think downtown, there's a lot more leniency. The cops don't want to deal with it. They don't want to, you know,
0: because, because I think they're dealing with, different levels of crime so they don't have time to pull yeah. over guy with temp tags i get that in st louis we got temp tags all over neighborhoods in st louis but yeah like we're, we're dealing with like murders and car thefts and like so the police are like let that dude go like i got i'm gonna get a call for something more important i you know so i see something similar in st louis whereas 10 years ago you got temp tag anywhere you're probably getting pulled over right yeah uh, let me kick it to bud soda real quick bud soda Um, What do you think about tonight's topic? What are you seeing in your marketplace?
7: So, I work different markets, as you guys know. Um, I went out to Albany, and they, like, all complained it's a very bad problem out there. Like, I mean, there's people from all over the world coming there. Like, some people were saying, uh, uh, you were saying uh, the Slavic countries, and then there's Middle Eastern, there's Asian, there's um the hispanic which is actually the least but i also work utica rome the most for my secondary market and there's a lot of a lot of people down there like the saturation level is super heavy now do i think that all these people are negative and like taking away from me besides the volume numbers no i don't think they're like my real threat of competition some when they can't speak english there's at least enough cognate so some people can understand. You show them what you're doing and yeah. they understand. You actually can coach these people. So, a lot of people don't understand that. You can make them better gig workers, which helps you too, even though they say, well, they're going to be grabbing the good ones. But all the leftover trash is going to be, you know, it'll trickle down yeah. and the base pay has to be high. So, There's things we can do that affect things positively. I do think that it's a very large problem. So there's more we can do, but it's very limited on how we can affect it. I can maybe affect two, three people at most in a limited amount of way. But if we all kind of did that, it had that. But we have such volume of numbers of people coming. That it hurts us overall with the saturation. And then the inflationary numbers, that doesn't help us at all either. Having a bunch of people flood this area and all that money is getting, I can't say not created, but it's getting passed around more and more. Let me ask you a question.
0: But so, let me ask you a question. And Giovanni and Tyrell, I'm going to give you guys something to think about here. So let's say in your marketplace, somebody mentioned somebody getting nine grand or for a month or nine thousand in cat. Maybe it was Kathy. Three thousand. Okay, in New York, I think they're getting three thousand. Other places, they might whatever. So if let's say that's happening, let's say people are getting three thousand dollars, and they're also doing gig work, and we're saying that this is an issue because they're taking away opportunity, they're not doing things right, whatever, right? Are those people if they're making money and they have cash? They're working for an app like Walmart, Spark, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Do you think that they would also use the app as a customer and then also more money now is coming into the economy you're working to where that might actually help you? Uh, that's
7: that exactly what I, was, that's what I was getting at, though. Okay, so we'll talk about the, inflation, the inflationary number, when you put artificial money in, this is what we've been experiencing for quite some time, is the fact that the price of everything raises – and the value of the dollar goes down. Hmm. The value of the dollar in the last four years alone, they did that price of groceries from home alone. And yeah. like the last four years, it has gone up like 40% or something insane. So it's gonna make it worse that these people are buying groceries with what's basically inflated money. And yet, while, well, yeah, if they're working, that can be productive. I think it's just money getting tossed around. And it's not really being reinvested. Reinvestment of money and wealth growth is the most positive thing you can do. So, like, even if that's in their own self, like someone was saying, they build their own businesses, but that's very long term, and we can't do that with those kind of numbers. Mm. So, if anyone else on the panel disagrees, I'd love to hear your input on it. <laughs> mm. I, mean,
8: I don't know. I don't know that that money because i mean they you have to think that they're probably from, they're from a slightly different culture they don't have as much maybe and this is a lot of money i mean even to most of us $3000 a month i mean a lot of people can get by off of that so and the fact that they don't have bills to pay necessarily they're not paying for rent they're not you know maybe they're getting you know some sort of discounted phone phone plan or or whatnot. um it's hard to say whether or not that money is actually being recirculated into the economy or
5: not. Right, 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 right. Tyrell...
8: Maybe, maybe also it's being sent back to their families in whatever country they're from, because I know a lot in my experience, I mean, I've worked with a lot of, um, you know, Guatemalans in, in certain kitchens that I've worked with, worked in, and they yeah. send back a big portion of their paycheck to their families in their home country.
0: Yeah, sure. Terrell, what do you uh, say to
10: that question? Yeah, I just want to say, like, then you got to think about, like, um, just me doing Walmart Spark and seeing what I've seen, knowing they could be deactivated at any time, they're probably saving that money, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing that they could be deactivated. And most of these people are staying together for the most part, so they're not spending really much in bills, though. Like, it, Mm -hmm. it could be... I feel like somebody said it earlier, like generations of how generations in one household. Like, um, Mm -hmm. so they're splitting a bill um, and it's not really costing them that much. So they're saving most of their money just in case a rainy day happens, which they know is coming because whatever they're doing is illegal um, for the most part. And I'm not just saying all, you know, foreign people are illegal. I'm just, I'm not saying that I'm just saying the people who are doing it, the illegal way, those yeah. who I am, that, that, that's why I'm categorizing as illegals though. Yeah. So uh, if they're doing it the illegal way, they're going to save most of that money just in case
0: they get deactivated off whatever yeah. platform. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sort of go ahead. You got the final thought and I'm going to bring up some more panels.
7: So the one thing I forgot to say is everyone's saying these identity checks work. I really don't think they do, because if you go on Marketplace or Craigslist and you see these ads, it will say very more specific, like uh, white-colored male, dark-colored female, those kind of descriptions. And it, or it maybe even it's say, it'll say a race, and you can choose one via that. Now, the more specific it gets, the more specific the account is. And they have picture i back with them, because DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, and have these systems, but it seems like the majority still get through that, so I actually don't like the identity stuff because it's actually fixed to me before. I had to go to Philly to get them to manually override it, and my buddy is having problems with it right now as well, and it's ridiculous that honest people are blocked out while these illegals are allowed to continue. I, While they do send some money home, the dollar is the gold standard. It's dollar and gold. That's the two standards of the world. So those dollars just going out of the country overall still impact our inflation, maybe just not a bunch of the state at home. Yeah, I would,
8: I would say that identity verification doesn't necessarily work either because, it, like he said, it is keeping the honest people out. My my buddy, he was trying to verify his face on, on DoorDash, and I guess he, his beard was a little bit too long. He was wearing a beanie. He had his glasses on. And he verified two times. He, he tried to verify two times. And on the third time, it basically <laughs> locked his account. And he had to wait I th- two or three weeks for DoorDash to manually override that. So he couldn't get on his account for two weeks. That's, wow, that is,
7: that's crazy. It only took me 16 hours. When I got reactivated, they made me identify immediately. It immediately failed. And I had to get it. Like, what I told support was listen, this is me. I looked at my ID. I'm not clean shaven because I am my ID and my ID mm-hmm. is when i 20 and I'm 35. So <laughs> they had to like do the compensate difference, just bump it up to the humans that can override it. They're like, okay, it takes 24 to 30, uh, 72 hours for the verification, blah, blah, blah. I was on at 16 hours. So you have well, to that's... say the right things
5: to get yeah, them to do yeah. it.
7: However, if you are not Onboarded already, and you're just an issue trying to get onboarded. They're gonna keep pushing you to the automated AI system, which is gonna be a pain, like you said. The
8: AI is trash. It, it it's definitely absolutely terrible.
0: Can be, but unfortunately, it is what it is. So I think if you're gonna take pictures, make sure, guys. Okay, do I have my glasses off? Take your <laughs> hat off. Like you gotta do things to protect yourself to make sure you give the AI an appropriate. Let there be
7: light. But like, like- whatever yeah yeah well i don't i don't
8: use i don't use spark that often but every time every once in a while i'll go on and just to see if there's any good offers and i have to do that verification once a week i don't remember what my picture looks like that i submitted but the spark one goes through like instantly yeah.
0: i've done a instacart- very
8: minimal problem
0: i've done instacart verification about three or four times uber a couple times doordash once um and there i didn't have any issues but you know it, it could be an issue with AI. I'm a little mistake, and it you know it can go sideways. Uh, Gentlemen, I'm going to bring up the people that have been patiently waiting. I appreciate uh, Giovanni, Tyrell, but so I appreciate you guys for sharing your
7: perspective tonight. Thanks, alright you yeah. All right, see
8: y'all thanks thanks take, me. Me. take care. Man. Take care, man.
7: Great conversation. Bye, bye. Okay, let's go there. All right,
0: so I got uh, who hasn't come up yet? I see Ryan, Gigal, Thomas. And Cowboy Courier was up before I think he dropped. Let me see if I can't bring up uh let's see. We got Cowboy Courier. Are you with us?
13: I am, yeah. Sorry, I accidentally closed out of uh out of chrome. <laughs> Thomas
0: Patrick, I see, a, I see call there. Thomas, are you still with us? Uh, I think I see him coming back in the room. There he is. Okay, so let's bring up Thomas. Thomas, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Gig gal. Let's see. Gig gal. Are you with us, good gal? Gal left. I think Gigal left.
6: No, oh. I'm here. Yes. We got it. it? Awesome, tv awesome. too, which was like two seconds behind.
0: Oh, you're good. You're good. And then I see a Ryan waiting. Ryan, can you hear us? Ryan, you're muted. Go ahead and unmute your uh, device. That's right. My,
3: my bad. Now can you hear okay. me? Okay. You're All good. Right. You're good.
0: I'll start it with Cowboy Courier. Um, hold on. Let me just drop. Okay, there he is. I'll start with Cowboy Courier. Uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? What are you seeing in your
13: um, you know, I, I'm in the, uh, Seattle market and, and we just had this legislation come through that, uh, I think that was really the death nail, um, for DoorDash, at least. Um, uh, I, I'd noticed more and more, um, other dashers out that don't speak English. Um, cause I, I always ask people when I'm waiting at a restaurant, when I first walk in, it looks like there's people waiting, like, Hey man, how long you been waiting? Just to get that expectation, you know, and I have a lot of of other, you know, dashers.
0: Well, Courier, we lost you there. I don't know if you can hear or see us, but hold on one second. I, I can. I think I'm
13: okay. I think I'm moving through a bad spot. Go ahead, um it, if it drops, I'll go ahead. It, it, Okay. Um
0: OK, let me mute. Let me mute. Cowboy Courier. Uh, Thomas Fitzpatrick, what, what are your thoughts on the topic tonight? What are you seeing in your uh, respected marketplace?
14: Uh, it's been wild, man. Uh, so I'm in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And so I just came back. I think I, I talked to you like a week ago. I just came back to Dash in full time. Not too long ago, and mm-hmm. it is wild how much like my market has changed within like three months. Mm. So I mean, I don't know. Like, if we're gonna stick on the topic tonight with like the yeah,
0: yeah, this is the, the, the topic tonight is are migrants, illegal immigrants, immigrants are they taking away opportunities from you? Are you seeing that it, that's becoming an
14: issue? Do you think this is bad for the gig economy? That's what the topics are tonight. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in my market, that's really never been a problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're in, I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, so you can yeah. imagine not too many problems there. But, I mean, there are, I've also seen, I mean, it, it is a hot spot for, like, you. it'd be hard to imagine, like, there is a lot of illegal, like, growing up. Like, I I worked in a lot of restaurants and shit like that. And I know you worked at, like, you managed uh, uh, Applebee's, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so, like, growing up in restaurants, like, I had a... I had one job that I had, and it was all illegal people, but they're, like, the best people I ever fucking met. So, like, I kind of have a bias on that, too, a little bit. But... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's not too many, when it comes to like the Southern border and everything that's going on, like, right. Like that's not really affecting me at all. But the only thing I would say is like, when it comes to that topic, I had some other shit to talk about, but when it comes to that topic is like, it's more uh, European African people that are really, really like taking over my market, like like I heard, uh, I forgot who was, who it was earlier. Like can barely speak English type of shit. Like, Mm -hmm. so I mean, like I've the amount of dashers I've had to help out like in a restaurant like that Mm -hmm. are having like communication problems at the counter at a Mm -hmm. restaurant and like, can't even like figure out what order they're trying to get and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Like in my market, that's like the main problem. But, uh, yeah. So, I- when you see that, do you do you try to help them? Do you like? Are you like?
0: How do you like? When you see, you know, somebody that you, maybe they're having communication issues with the person at McDonald's, and like, do you, do you step in and do something? Do you stand back and watch? Like, how do
14: you handle that situation when you see it? Yeah, there's some of them that are like, like really seem like lost. Mm. So, of course, I'm going to help them at that. Yeah, point and stuff like that. But there's other ones that are like. Like, they walk in the store, there's, like, three or four dashers who are already waiting and, like, just, like, start a conflict with yeah. with the counter and, like, where's my order at type shit. And, like, yeah. they'll tell them to, like, back off and then I'll go, like, try to have to talk to them and be like, this is the scenario. Like, they have no, they kind of had no idea, like, what's going on of, like, yeah, yeah. how stuff is, like, working
0: I've experienced some of that. I've always tried to help a little bit or ask a question and hey, like you knew, like you know, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to assume somebody's, you know, doing something wrong or whatever. And you know, I think it's okay to help. You know, um, it's tough though because yeah, sometimes people come in from all over, like whoever Amer- Americans come in and shove phones and like it's so rude. Like when people do that, it's just a, it's very in- inconsiderate, right? Um, and I've had I've checked a few dashers in my day. I look at them and be like, Hey, you can't do that. You can't you can't come in here and do that. I literally said that, and they just will either say nothing or say, you know, mind your business. And I you know I got no problem checking somebody like that. But I think it's got a, kind of funny sometimes. Uh, let me kick it to Giggal. Giggal, what are you, what's your perspective, and what are you seeing in your market of Cleveland on the, the the topic of migration, migrants, and taking opportunities? Is it good? Is it bad? What's your thoughts?
6: so i'll be honest i mean in all my videos i talk about how spark was my main app and now mm-hmm. i'm not seeing anything like nothing like it's crickets really and uh what's her name carrie the second lady who got on how she said uh, that um yeah. she texts them all the time and they said we sent you 17 offers and you're just like no no you have not yeah you know, my acceptance rate has gone down on it i didn't even know about any of this because at the end of the day like I'm not going around asking people if they're illegal, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, dude, somebody just in my comments the other day called me a Mexican. They told me to go back to Mexico. Like, I'm not even Mexican. So it's, are we going to sit there and just question everybody who's working? Like, how offensive is that question?
0: That's a great great point. Because I've seen even some comments in here tonight or in other videos. And it's like, yeah. That's why I, that's why I said like it's not my business. It's, it only becomes my business if I see that there's a problem, right? right. Then it becomes my business. But like I, I can't assume somebody. I have no idea the guy from the, the guy I know a couple guys from uh, India, and mm-hmm. one of them. One of them goes to Slu, great guy. Another one's got, got a family, and he speaks English. But you know he has a, you know he's been here for a few years. I'm not gonna assume that he's illegal, right? Or that right. he's a fake account. Like, that's kind of ballsy for right. me to-
6: anybody with a skin color that's not white. And I'm sorry, like, it's not like a racist thing, but any, you yeah. know, anybody with a skin color who's white, they're legal and they can work. But if you're, you know, because you got Muslims, you got Hispanics, you got all kinds of, all yeah. kinds, we're all yeah. different colors. But yeah. just recently in my market, this is what it would get me mad is, you know, if I don't know what you're doing, I don't care. I'm not going to go up and just assume. Just because even, like, with two people working with two phones, I see that all the time in my market. But guess who else does that? Lou and Mary. If they have two phones out, that automatically means that they're team working. What if they just have two phones out? You don't know. Are you looking at their phones? Good point. Like, I'm too worried looking at my stuff. But something that did happen in my market, because I'm in a lot of Facebook-like community of my market in itself, they have them for all the apps. And somebody went up in one of my uh, Walmarts and – They ask them where they can buy an account, a Spark account. Mm. That would make me mad. That's a problem because guess who else buys Spark accounts? Americans. They do too. There's people out there who don't have their license, who don't have their insurance to get on Spark. And what do they do? They sign up under somebody else's name. They buy somebody else's stuff. Like we do it. They do it. Like we all do it. Just focus on yourself. If that app is getting too much, go to a different one. I've been doing DoorDash for the past four days. I don't yeah. do DoorDash. Like did yeah. you just have to adapt this gig work? There's no rules for a reason. Like mm. <laughs> we don't have rules here. We don't have bosses. Like this is just the stuff we have to deal with. There's nothing we can we can do. And going up to people and asking if they're illegal or treating them poorly because they are of a different race than you is just not it at all.
0: I, I appreciate that perspective. And uh, let me kick it to Ryan. Ryan, what do you think about the topic tonight? What are you seeing in your marketplace, and what marketplace are you working yeah.
3: in? Well, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of – it has to do with it. I used to do gig work, uh, Instacart mainly, and but I also worked for the railroad for 17 years, and I live in Texas. Okay. Uh, main area was San Antonio, Laredo, Eagle Pass, Del Rio, border towns, and now I live in Austin area. Okay. Um, over the years, you definitely see the further south to north you come, the more diverse it is. So, you know, southern border, uh, makes sense that there's a lot more diversity in – honestly, uh, you wouldn't know who's legal or illegal. Um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, no, wait, no, no, you don't. And the, I'm the minority down there and you go to any restaurant, uh, most people speak Spanish and you know, it's, a uh, it's difficult for, uh, anyone that doesn't speak Spanish to work there, honestly. Um, but the further North you go, the more diverse it gets. And, uh, so now here in Austin, I worked in Scar a lot, but I'm looking at his perspective now for me, I actually use RightShare a lot. I'm a I've done probably about forty I got about forty rides in the last month, like not uh you know having them pick me up and everything and I do have to say it's not so much more about the illegal versus uh illegal that bothers me is that I don't know if there's an option in there or you could see beforehand, but it's the communication that I have and uh for me, it doesn't bother me, but like it's also a safety issue if you can't communicate with your driver or if you can't get your order if they're asking for directions and and doordash, I noticed that when I order stuff it says it's edited from Spanish and a lot of people get lost and I can't help that. Like there's a lost translation there. And, uh, but for the safety part with getting a ride and being in a car from, from some people, and then I get in there and I, I have, I can't communicate. It's kind of frustrating, honestly. And, uh, sometimes like for women uh, or late at night, if you don't feel comfortable, you never know, like, what are they saying to their friends? A lot of them get on their phones and talk to other people in different language and, um, that's the, the issue I have is, uh, the, the, uh, communication barrier. Cause I u- also used to play poker a lot. And one of the rules, even in the border town in Eagle pass is speak, um, English only, and that's to prevent people from cheating in other languages and talking to each other. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, we're not racist for saying that. And those are rules and regulations. I just wish there was some kind of thing to where it says, Hey, your, your driver doesn't speak. You could choose what language you want um, to help you, and um, I'm not trying to be racist about. There's nothing about that. It's just more of a, a a communication barrier that I see a lot with. And you know, for the most part, DoorDash, but still, it could be with uh, you know getting your orders. So that's all I really had to say. It's from the custom or from the uh, consumer side.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, in your perspective in Texas, is obviously going to be very different. Yeah in St. Louis and gig gals in Cleveland, you know, like you're going to see and, 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 and experience different things. Right. And Texas a yeah, hot, hot part of America right now. A lot going it... on. I'm not going to touch on that because I'm not living there. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, but, it is. you know. Yeah,
7: It'd be different for
3: sure yeah it's very different like i said it, it and it makes sense that you know the border towns are different than if you go further inland two hours as austin yeah. and then if you go to dallas it's a, a lot more non-diverse There's a lot more white people and but uh, of course it's spread throughout the country i used to live in chicago and it's very, very diverse and a lot of yeah. immigrants there as well I'm from but
0: yeah yeah it, I, I know funny like wasn't part of parts of texas and california used to be mexico
3: Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh
0: I you know, it's funny how like we have these borders and these lines now that didn't exist before. I don't want to get too crazy, no. but that these are facts, guys, right? Well, so down here like, there's a lot of nuance with like understanding the history and like there's a lot more. Well, we're not going to get that deep on this channel cuz this channel isn't about that, but I just think we have to remind ourselves these lines that were drawn in the sand and the borders, they didn't exist. No. Right? So, you know, it's interesting yeah. how people are called this and called that it's just kind of for me it's it's kind yeah. of ironic but that's a whole another conversation but
3: yeah i'm yeah i'm technically tejano and that means like we came from spain and to mexico and then made our way up to texas yeah and uh you know yeah. i'm as white as they can be but i come yeah. from spain
0: sure no i i get it i get it let me see if a, a cowboy courier is back with uh, i'm gonna unmute because he had some issues before let's see if he's connected um okay cowboy yeah. courier
13: you can hear me now?
0: Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead and finish up on those those things you were saying on the topics tonight. Sorry.
13: Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, Seattle, um, they instituted legislation. So uh, that's a an issue that you cover pretty regularly, um, just about, like, you know, driver pay. Well, all the, the gig delivery companies instituted a $5 fee on every order, and... Lowered the like suggested tip amounts and it's just nuked things in the city of Seattle. That was kind of like the death nail. Yeah. Um, but I, what I've noticed is I've been doing um, Uber Eats lately a lot more than DoorDash, uh, because they are pretty heavy handed with the facial recognition thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it does make a big difference in terms of quantity of orders. Um, I got to drop off with the customer real quick. You guys hold on just a second.
14: Go ahead. I'll kick it to Thomas. Uh, Thomas, you got some, some final thoughts on the topic tonight? Yeah. I mean, like I said, on the topic, I'm not too, nothing's really affecting me on that topic too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some other shit I wanted to talk about too. If we, if if you want to get to it, but, uh, I'd rather I'd rather stay on topic, but I would definitely
0: love to have you back on to talk about those topics if that's okay with you.
14: Okay, for sure, for sure. Oh, cool, cool, cool.
0: Uh, Giggal, some final thoughts on the topic tonight.
6: Um, yeah, I was just kind of reading the comments, and everybody was saying it's not about race, which it's not. It's just at the end of the day, it's just how can you tell? Because I've worked in a restaurant, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest. The people who speak Spanish and stuff like that are not the rude ones to me. Like, they're not. I see it so much entitled people that we know are obviously not illegal people. Yeah. Being more rude to the restaurant employees and everything like that with their entitlements that I do see Spanish people do it. They hustle. They're they're out there, you know. They know the rules of the game.
10: Yeah.
6: I mean, I don't know. I just... I think that it is a problem. No doubt. Like it's a problem. It's a problem for everything, not just gig work. It is a problem for everything, but just on the topic of gig work, like just focus on yourself, do get some different apps, you know, adjust a little bit of depth because we also have to remember it's the slow time. It's still January. Those taxes have not hit yet. There are orders out there. It's just, we've known about this time forever and we're still in it. We're right at the end. So if it's slow, if the apps have glitches because at the end of the day they're apps, like we just got to take it to the chin. We don't have a boss. We do this, like we don't have rules like that.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Ryan, uh, some final thoughts.
3: I was just going to make a joke uh, to good gal. Uh, You know, I wouldn't even know if the Spanish people are being rude to me or not because I don't speak the language, unfortunately, (laughs) but you know, uh, no, I, I get it. You can also portray a lot of things by the way you act. Um, no, just the, uh, to me, it's all about, uh, it doesn't matter about gig work or any kind of work. It's always going to affect our economy and in a good ways and bad. And like Pedro said earlier, you just got to find different things and, uh, be ready to adapt because, you know, one day it, this may not be the biggest issue. We may actually hope that it's another issue and this was nothing. So it's all about adapting and going forward.
0: Very, very good point. Uh, Giggal, Ryan, and uh, Thomas, I appreciate you guys for coming on. Th- Thomas, definitely come back when we have those topics, my friend, okay?
14: Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, thank you,
13: man. There, man here's here's something I've been way. doing. Here's something I've been doing to make a little bit of extra extra money during this this time where we're seeing the trend moving the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do a lot of work on cars, you know, just for fun. I've, over the years, I've always driven older cars um, lately. I've been fixing and flipping Priuses. Oh, and the market is booming, man. Uh, Living really living right close to uh, um, you know to Seattle, it's like it's always been a really popular car here, so it's always kind of had a premium. Um, But you know, I've I've driven a number of these things into the ground, and um, you know, throughout those processes, I kind of learn inside out how they how they go together, there's certain things that I just can't do, but like the things that really scare people about them, you know, the battery packs and all that stuff, that's, that's a cakewalk really once you learn how to do it. Pretty easy. And,
0: and, and you know, guys like us and a lot of people, um, we're always going to be able to figure out other ways to hustle and make money and, and, and adapt. I know I use that word a lot, but it's it's in the gig economy when you talk talking side hustles, You have things are very fluid, right? And we don't have any mm-hmm us and doing this and reporting we're not reporting anybody so we got to be very smart and be able to re-strategize and adapt and all that uh cowboy Curdy, i appreciate you coming on with us tonight man and be safe out there
13: hey cheers you too buddy
0: all right all right all right a different show tonight um good show we didn't solve we didn't solve the world's problems okay but um i want to be you know I saw some comments in the comment section that, you know, it pains me sometimes. You know, I, I, want, I want to challenge us for a second. Let me let 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 me, me, me get on my soapbox, all right? I think that's what the, the young kids call it or the old people call it. Okay. Oh, man, I'm going to lose some of y'all, but I, I really don't give a fuck. Um, I, I, I always have to give my perspective and opinion. I will always do that here. And you can not like it. You can love it. You could dismiss it. You could unsubscribe. You could... Um, you can do all those things. We live in America. Please do what you want because I will always do what I want and say what I want. I think we have to remember, okay, not all of us, but enough of us are assuming a lot about people that we see that we don't even know who they are. and We're assuming based on whatever factors. Okay. Be careful with that Um, because how would you like it if people assume things on you? probably wouldn't feel very good. The gig economy is a great way to make money. Whether it's full-time, part-time, it's a better way to make it part-time as a side hustle. I will stand and die on that hill. I think if you're doing it full-time, most of you won't be able to do it full-time for a long period of time. I feel very very strong in that. I've been saying it for a couple of years now. Um, For those of you that can, great. But you are in the extreme minority. I say that because this kind of work The apps are the ones that designed it in that way because they always know they want fresh meat, fresh people coming to the apps. So if anything, I'm not blaming the individual that's coming here for whatever reason to make money. The apps need to be a little more accountable. Have better systems in place. Do better fact-checking. Whatever, right? The government is responsible for this issue as well. Not taking care of people that are already here And bringing people in that we we have issues already, it's 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 un it's irresponsible. Irresponsible, I think, is a good word to use. Okay, I am Puerto Rican. My mother and father were both born in Puerto Rico. It is a territory of America, but it's not a state. So we, as Puerto Ricans, can come and go as we please. If you live in other parts of the world, you don't have that luxury. A lot of people want to come here for the American dream or whatever they thought or think that that is for them. I believe most people are good people. I believe most people are good people. The ones that fucking stand out are the ones that kick the four or five people that kicked the cop in New York city. Let me tell you guys something. That video wasn't great to watch, but you'd be a little foolish to not understand the news showed you that for a reason. And we could disagree or agree and debate all day about that. The news showed you that of those guys for a reason. Because I'll tell you what, you mean? are you that naive to think there weren't Americans that might have kicked the cop as well? It's happened. We see it. But the pulse of America right now in 2024 is wild. It, it's, it's wild. But we can control what we can control. I, I believe that. That's why I know I got a, I got some heat. You guys are thinking, you know, I know how Pedro voted based on that video. All I did was share my perspective in my marketplace in St. Louis. So what am I supposed to do? I know a lot of you guys struggle in January. It's a rough month. I didn't struggle in January. Am I supposed to feel like, like, what am I supposed to do? I've hustled. I adapt. I see trends. I try to teach you guys that as well. I don't see what some of you guys see in Colorado, New York, Texas, Chicago, Indiana. I get it. I'm empathetic to it. I don't see it yet. I can say that and it doesn't mean that I say it's not happening. I'm just like all I can give you is my perspective. I can't come on a channel and talk about things in New York and say I know what's happening in New York. I don't fucking live in New York. I know what I see in St. Louis and I drive all the zones. I know every merchant I'm known in St. Louis. The merchants know me. I run into gig drivers every single day. I run into people from all different parts of the world. West Africa, India, Bosnians, Hispanics, whites, blacks, Asians, Middle Eastern people doing this kind of work. I never once thought that they were a problem, an issue. I treat people as individuals as they run into me. That's it. Just be careful with what you watch it's definitely an issue the biggest part for me is it's not an issue in the gig economy as much as it is it's irresponsible that we're doing and doing what we're doing and not taking care of the people that are already here the veterans the homeless there are programs that can help the homeless and sometimes you're homeless and it's your fault sometimes you're homeless and it's not your fault i don't know i've never been homeless but we've had programs and maybe the money isn't going to them anymore. I'm not sure. I've never had to use those programs. Right. But it is a problem that we're not taking care of people that are already here, that have been here, that have fought for the country. We're not taking care of people that, that we could take care of. That's a problem, but maybe we're not taking care of them because the government and people don't see value in those human beings, but they see value in other people because maybe it becomes an electoral vote down the line. That's, that's an assumption. I'm not saying that's a fact. But we, as as a gig economy of drivers, my one challenge to you guys is when you're going out in your markets, look for trends, see things, okay? Be observant. Please don't assume. You can't assume. You can't assume. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, A lot of you guys don't like when I say I'm not worried Pedro, that's really selfish of you. A lot of people are struggling. You should be worried. This is happening. I get it. This is YouTube. I know a lot of you guys. Some of you guys have my phone number. You might email me. I've met many of you in person. But at the end of the day, I can control what I can control in St. Louis, and I can give you perspective and entertainment. That's it. And you, you have to be willing to control what you can control in St. Louis. And stop worrying about the guy sitting in the Prius down in the parking lot. We don't know who that person is. We're assuming things based on maybe other people's experience. Now, if you have a bad experience, Kathy's had some bad experiences. She can feel that way because that's her experience. But don't take somebody else's experience and making your own by assuming and dah You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we have to be really careful of that. I think we also have to realize this kind of work isn't hard. So people are going to come to try to make money and most of the people aren't gonna be in the industry that long. So it's up to you to navigate, adapt, add re app, you know level up your income and level up what you're able to provide to your community. And that could be a myriad of things. The better you can do that, the more, um, um, the more your services can be worth and the more you can be respected in your community as a leader in whatever you're providing, You're not going to be as impacted as much because you're leveling up the experience you're offering to your community. Does that make sense? So when I say I'm not worried and if I see a thousand people get off a bus tomorrow in St. Louis, I'll film, I'll make a video. I'll be like, wow, this is, I've never seen this before. Am I watching the news? Like, is this real? I'd have an opinion on it, but you motherfucking better believe Mr. Bet on you will always be okay. And I want to give you some of that energy. I am not worried about, a thousand people coming and taking over opportunities on motherfucking DoorDash and Instacart because I know I can offer more to my community than they can because I am from St. Louis. I know the merchants. I know my community. I know the infrastructure. We need to be looking at this problem in that way. And a lot of you won't agree. I get it, but I never worry about things I can't control. Some of you would say, "Well, Page, we can vote differently." Absolutely, please vote. Do that if you think that's going to be impactful. Write to your local alderman, your congressman, person, your senator. Do those things if you feel like that's you want your voice heard and it's going to be impactful. But the, the, the twenty-five thousand steps I might take in a day, which is a normal day for me, about twenty-five thousand steps. Okay, I can be. I control every one of those steps. I'll always tell you things that some of y'all don't want to hear. I've always been like that on this channel. I'm never going to give you a pacifier. I'm not going to look at the news and and, and just automatically assume that's happening. I am I am more woke and not the way that you guys, I am more awakened, okay, than I think the average human being. And, and I know that's going to rub some of y'all the wrong way. And maybe you're more awakened than I am. That could be true. I'm not the smartest dude, but I, I understand agendas and the media and the pol- like, I get what they're trying to do. They want to divide us. They want to make us angry at other human beings and not at them. Let me say that one more motherfucking time. They want us to be angry at each other and not the people that are controlling everything. If you don't understand that, I, I don't know if I can help you anymore on this channel. I am have been reading the chat because I'm just talking to y'all right now. That's how I roll. Some of y'all will like it. Some of y'all won't. I'm cool with that. We have an issue, but it's bigger than the one we talked about tonight. We have issues, but it's bigger than the one that we talked about tonight. And it has been for a while. I know that those issues exist. I know that not everybody's treated equal. I know that not everybody's starts at the same starting point on that race. I understand that. I get that. But in knowing that, I'm still going to focus on the things I can control. My family, my friends, how I treat people that I interact with. If you've ever seen me out in St. Louis, I show nothing but love to my brothers and sisters, the men and women doing this kind of work, my merchants. I might dog a clown customer every once in a while because they're a piece of shit. If you don't leave a tip, if you say you didn't get your food, if you're rude, you're a piece of shit. But most people are good people. If you see me out there, say what's up. Like, I want everybody to eat. I want everybody to be successful. I do. As as weird as this may sound, we're the human race. Okay? We're humans. Most people are good people. I'm not going to watch a video of a guy, getting, a cop being kicked in the face by two fucking doofuses and assume that everybody that looks like that dude and came over here is a bad person. If you feel that way, I, I don't know what to say to you. That, that's not how the world works. The media will sensationalize things. They'll lie about things. What happened was absolutely ridiculous and crazy that they got the balls to do that. But if you think the migrants coming over here are all like those people, you're a fucking idiot if you think that. You're a clown. You're a clown, and you you are the sheep, and and the media is is puppet stringing your emotions. If you think that that's the normal uh, person coming over in this country, you are so wrong. Um, I don't. I probably said way too much, but that's how I feel. I will always stand my ground, uh, and that's how I feel. I believe in personal responsibility, personal accountability. I believe in less government. I don't I don't. I, that's what I believe. in. I, we have to start taking that. And I'm not worried about the next man's table, the next man's car, the next man's phone. I can't worry about that unless it impacts me and I physically see them doing something stupid. I'll check somebody real quick. I was at a Dairy Queen when this channel started. Uh, so probably we started almost three years ago. I was about two or three months into making content. And there was a, a guy came up to the, the, the window at Dairy Queen on Hampton. Okay, if you're in St. Louis, you know what I'm talking about. He was so rude to this like 16 or set like a high school kid. I checked him immediately. I said, dude, you cannot talk to her like that. This was at nighttime. I had no idea who this dude was. He was a little bigger than me. I sized him up and I checked him because bad behavior should be checked, regardless of who it is and where they came from. And I checked him, and said, dude, you cannot talk to her like that. She's in like high school. I'm like, are you are you a driver? Like, he's like, he didn't even really say much. He kind of grunted, like mind your business or something like that. I said, "Dude, you can't talk to her like that. If you, I do, I do what you're doing. You're making us look bad." And there was a few other people out there. Nobody said anything. She gave him the bag, and he ran away. I don't know what 2024 is going to bring, man. I, I I don't know. But if I if I sit here and just worry about it and talk about it and and theorize without any facts and and, get, and without an experience, I mean, what a waste of time that would be. Other people are going to do that, and they're going to do it way better than me. They're they're more adverse to the situations. Maybe they're better read. Maybe they're whatever. But what you're going to continue to see on this channel is you're going to see, continue to see me hustling, giving you guys some entertainment, showing you my perspective. If I, if I tap into something like a $12 base pay in Papa John's, I'm going to give you some of that game and say, you might want to get in a pizza program. I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to sit here on YouTube and bash other human beings I've never met. I have no idea their background, why they're here. I have no clue. None. I have no idea. And if you think I'm just going to absorb some things I saw on the news or a TikTok reel or something on Facebook from somebody I don't know, that's a horrible way to live a life. It just is. I think we I think a lot of us need to uh, uh, open up a history book think about things that have happened in this country how we've persevered you think back to 9/11 you think back to the wars we've been through you think back to when they were killing people in this country that were prominent Martin Luther King jr. John F Kennedy The list goes on we have been through crazy stuff th- th- how this country was formed I just I want you guys to take This perspective, we have this recency bias. We're going to be okay. I know a lot of people will disagree with that. The world's coming to an end. Agenda 2030, blah, blah, blah. This, this, this. If this happens, this is... Nope. It's not how I choose to live my life. The one thing I can say about the, the fabric of America or whatever you want to call it, it, it's fucked up in a lot of ways but we always can we always tend to kind of persevere and get and figure things out at some point yeah if we if we go down this road we're gonna run out of fuel right but I I don't know what I could do about that I got my own car I gotta put fuel in I can't worry about the things I can't control it's exhausting to do that I used to do that used to be on Facebook you see certain things I don't even have to haven't had Facebook for a long time it's so toxic the things that we consume, as people, as gig workers, the things that we choose to consume can really mess with your mind. I think a lot of us focus on things that are happening in other states and other countries. It's going to happen here. It's The sky's is falling. And just the world's coming to an end. And da, 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 da. Man, a lot of us have it way easier than we even believe, man. It's all about perspective. It's not that bad. And I know a lot of people won't like that. I said that. But what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to tell you it's bad? I, it's not bad for me? Like, how many times do you guys have to see this motherfucking sign behind you? Like, how many times do we have to, like, talk about bet on you, set goals, one day at a time, challenge you guys to think differently? <sighs> we'll see. I don't know. It's 2024. It's an election year. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what else to say. Good night, Grace. you guys got some questions, you want to dig deeper, I can hang out for a little bit. I can give an, I can do another 19 minutes. Doesn't matter. We don't control what happens. We can only control what we can let let's live life. This will be crazy. This year will be crazy during the summer. Grace show. Good night. Appreciate you, Dapper Dasher. I don't even watch. Bills, Trump, Pedro 2024. A lot of people want Trump. Where's that wall Trump promised? Did he build it? Didn't he get hired on that wall and he never built it? Cray Cray, appreciate you. I salute Cray Cray, number one hustler out here, man. She's doing it. So I don't know what the answer is, man. I'll tell you this right now. I'll, I'm going to stand on this. The two people we got that we're going to have to vote for are both trash. I think, I, think the, I think the options that we have are piss poor but i'm not I'm not on either side, so yeah, it is what it is. listen I'm yeah he built a lot of it, did he? Where is it? Trump brought out space force, but space force yeah, i listen, that wall will never be completed. yeah, no, I try to avoid the news, I keep it away from my 12 year old yeah, news is trash man um yeah, I think we have bad I think we just have you know we have characters, politics has become characters, guys there are characters playing a game they're all characters they say crazy shit all of them it's crazy they're just characters guys they're just figureheads like you can you control way more than you think you do in your own day-to-day personal life they're characters man look at some of these people and the things that they say is how you see some of the things nikki haley said i mean She's a character. Think about some of the stuff Trump has said. Biden can't even talk. Bernie Sanders is a pretty smart dude, but he's a little, he's a character. Come on, guys. (sighs) Anyways, that's a good little rant. I think that's a good, that's a good little rant. I got it out of my chest. The banks control the country. Absolutely, James. Come on, guys. Come on. The government takes your money. They tax you interest-free, and they decide to maybe give you some and give some people some and not none. Come on. It's all a game. All presidents are actors for the Illumina. I don't know about no Illumina. I don't know anything about all that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect in 2024, but I'm not worried about two old guys that I've never met before. Think about that. Can, let's let's talk for a second. Let's, let's close our eyes. I'm going to be real with y'all. Okay, you guys ready? Okay. Why would I care about two men I've never met they could care less about me. They talk about policies that usually don't happen. Come on, guys. Start betting on yourself. Start growing things for yourself. Start figuring out how to adapt for you. Don't rely on a 70- or 80-year-old man that you've never met before. Just think about that for a second. Start being a little more forward thinking. Mary, you got it. Nobody runs my life but me. Absolutely, man. A lot of people are expecting a government for this. You know what's funny? Some of us are bashing somebody coming over here and getting $3,000 a month, which is, which is crazy. I don't agree. I, I, but there's, there's nuances. There's all these other sides. So let's say there's 8 million people and we give them nothing. You think crime's going to go up? Motherfucking right, crime's going to go up. So would you rather have high crime or would you rather have somebody work in Walmart with a, with a bad account? I don't know. I'm asking you a question. Let's go. Yeah, Ryan, I believe that. We got to the point now where people, the same people that are mad that somebody's getting 3000 are also expecting something from the government. They want a refund check. They want this. They want that. Do you understand where we're at right now? Like, we're more similar than we are not, guys. Most people coming over here just want to take care of the families, send money home or not or whatever. They want a better opportunity. They're coming from a communist country, a tyranny. They have no opportunity. They're sleeping in a hut. Like, and just remember, this country is not that old. Should we, have, should we have had a border when the Indians were here? Think about that for a second. I'll get really deep at y'all, but then I'll offend somebody. Oh, you guys will all unsubscribe. I just always like to challenge us to think about things from a different lens sometimes. So I think a lot of us, we, we just get mad because we feel some type of way about this. So we watch the news. and duh, 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 duh. But it, it has an impact. I mean, it's, it's impacted Kathy. I think Kathy was the only one that was really affected Gig gal came up and said she was making less on Spark or whatever, but then she did DoorDash. So she adapted. I think Kathy was the only person tonight that came up on a panel, and one of the few comments I saw that said that they've been impacted financially. Everybody else, did somebody? Did I miss something? Steve Hannibal said that they're not impacted financially. They talked about how they're adapting. Hannibal's growing his YouTube channel. He's killing it. Steve has his lighting gigs, his Last mile courier, he's not. He hasn't been impacted financially. What am I missing? Something? What am I missing here? I haven't been. Kathy has. That sucks for her. Who else? It's happening to people. I know it is. But who else? I'm going to read some comments. I'll sit here for a second. But so it says, overall saturation is killing me. Yeah, sure. Borders are important, LOL. I didn't say they weren't. Park gig says not me. Okay, not affected. Let's see. Let's see what you guys got. Read some comments. Tell me I'm wrong. What am I missing? Seattle new laws is making Uber and DoorDash suck slow. Yeah, I don't believe in legislation. I want zero legislation in my gig apps. I've always said that. I don't want any. Other people have come on here and said, well, we need this. We need- I don't want any. Seattle, uh, even Vatican City has a wall. <laughs> yeah, we've seen what walls have done in other parts of the world. though. Wall doesn't always work, guys. Open a book. I need y'all to read, man. Y'all, Some of y'all need to read a lot more. Some people can't adapt better than others. Giovanni, very good point. It's a psychological thing, too, I think. Life is complex. Absolutely, it's complex, man. Life is also very beautiful. You know what's funny is we 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 have the ability to go on YouTube and go on panels and give perspective and help each other, entertain, agree, disagree, fight, argue, give a thumbs up, give a super chat, sit in our car and make money. Fuck, that's, isn't that good? Like, I don't, you know, like I. I know I'm in the minority of thinking that because I know a lot of people are struggling, but uh, yeah. It's not all about money either, guys. I know some rich people that are miserable. I know some broke people very happy. Definitely oversaturation, but not really illegals. So, yeah, it's not always. We often overlook the beauty in life. Yep. It's okay to, to be upset. It's okay for Kathy to be upset to not make 600 bucks. That's a lot of money. And her to see in her market that these things are happening. So now what does Kathy do? I don't know. I'm not her. I'm not in her marketplace. She'll figure it out. I trust that she will figure it out. Grateful for today being healthy and the opportunity mindset. Absolutely, Will. Absolutely. So I don't want to gloss over on these issues. And I hope you don't think I'm doing that. I had Uber Lyft Phoenix make a video. Pedro doesn't see that there's a problem. I asked, I I commented him, go and go show him some love. It's all love. He texted me, actually, too, but I won't share what he said. Um, he There's no way he watched that video because I never said there wasn't a problem. I'm just saying I don't look at shit as problems. I come up with solutions and I don't see a problem in St. Louis. That's why I brought in two gentlemen that I trust to share their perspective in places that we're being told there's problems, that there are issues. I don't see it here yet, but I'm in, literally in the middle of America. I live in a city. It's a city, you know, but. I'm in like the middle of America just for the most part. Right. So I'm not going to see it as much, but I've seen the Bosnians come over here when I was in high school. They, they, they did great things. The Bosnian community did absolutely phenomenal for St. Louis. They renovated a whole area of St. Louis that was run down. They built businesses, raised families. We have second and third now, second and third now generations here, hardworking individuals. Were we mad when they came over to St. Louis? I don't remember. I was a kid in high school. It wasn't a concern of mine. I don't know how the adults were thinking about when that happened. But I'll tell you what, looking back, pretty positive experience for my market. I'm not saying that is that and this is this. But that's I, I, all I will ever do is show you my perspective. I can't have a – I can show you my perspective. Elizabeth says, "Why did the U.S. end World War II against Hitler? He was not respecting borders. We can't talk about a man that was psychotic. I'm not going to. He's. I mean, that's. He's. He's one of one. So I can't use that as a. As a what you would call it. Appreciate that there is issues in New York. Yeah, I, I see. I see that there is. I definitely see there's issues in New York. What can I do to help that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a lived there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But the bigger issue is the, 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 the way the system is set up in this country. The two-party system is the big issue. That's how I look at it, but we're too dependent on the government. Way too dependent. Way too dependent. There's too, there's too many people dependent upon a certain check and this and that. Too, too, too dependent on somebody else approving this or not approving that or sending this money or not too many people dependent upon the government. That's the issue. And when you're dependent upon the government, you don't do for yourself. Point blank, period. And that's coming from somebody that stood in the line for government cheese as a kid. But we didn't do that forever. Anyone says that we don't have a problem? yeah, I Okay, yeah. What do we do about it? What's the solution? Do we want to fucking cry about the problem all day long? Do you guys just want to cry? Would you like me to go get Ruby's pacifier and put it in your goddamn mouth? What do you guys want? What do you want from me? Let me ask you that right now. What do you want from me? What can I do to help the problem in New York and Colorado and Texas? What do you want from me? Let's talk. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to tell you there's a problem, get mad, and dump my chest? What do you want? Let's talk. I'm sitting right here. I'll wait. What do you want from Mister bet on you? A revolution. Not a bad answer, Janet. I agree with that statement. It's not a bad answer. Anybody else got something? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? Shut up and dribble. Okay. I'll say this: the person that says "shut up and dribble" is a fucking clown. I remember her. That's a that's a horrible thing to say to somebody, but whatever. Make your money, pay your bills, live your life, worry about you, and yep. Uh-huh. There is no problem. They create the problem so they can come up with a solution. Mm, okay. Strike February 4th, 14th. I will definitely not be striking. I want to pass the fire and I want to cry in a corner, but I have problems. <laughs> People got no problem solving skills. Yeah, man. What do you guys want from me? What do you want from me? What kind of video do you want me to make? Do you want me to cry in my car and say that this is the worst thing to ever happen uh, I'm worried. Uh, what do you, I don't I don't? What do you want? What do you want me to do? Stop doing the motivational hour. Stop giving you guys information. Um, do you want me to strike? Do you want me to be uh, uh, an av- an activist for you? Do you guys want that? I'd probably be a pretty good one, but that's not my passion. So I'd be doing it under a falsehood. I'd be good because I'm. I, if I put my mind to something, and I sl- I'd have a little bit of a gift of what I would call gab. Well spoken enough, I can command a room. I can walk in a room and command some rooms. I got energy, but that's not my thing. Just be you. Thank you, Lindy. I'll always be me. Thank you for that. Continue what you do. We need to stand up for what's right. What's right? What do we do? Are these people going to stop coming over here? No, they're not. What do we do? Somebody offer me a solution. Haven't heard one yet tonight. Except for you know, we did have Stephen Anibal, and a lot of you guys have say, "Well, we got to take, do what you can control, start other gigs. Those can be solutions." But people are coming; they're coming. There's nothing you can do. What are you gonna? What are we gonna do? I don't know. But I, I love, I love my life so much and the people that are in it, that I enjoy giving my energy to you guys and to them. I can control that, and I can have really good days doing that. And I think if a lot of us focused on that more, I think the world would be a better place. And some would say that's selfish, but I call it selective selfishness. I think a lot of us worry about the next guy when we don't have our own shit together. That's a good way to end a life. A lot of us worry about the next man and woman when we don't have our own motherfucking shit together. Do you have your shit together while you're worried about somebody else's pocketbooks and what they're doing? But many of you do. A lot don't. It's really easy to worry about somebody else. It's harder to look in the mirror and can figure out your shit. Good live tonight. Yeah, but to, I don't know. We can say I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. My hope is that we don't, I don't want to see a lot more violent things happening, people fighting and, you know, I don't want that. And we might, maybe we get to that place if we have too many people here and there's not enough room, but there's room here. You know, fuck, I should should go and drive through my North, North City, North County. You know how many abandoned homes there are? You know, we could probably take a lot of money that we're sending in other places, fix these homes and house people that want to come here. We have room. Anybody that says we don't have room, there's room. It would be a logistic nightmare. There's room here. I'm not saying bring everybody. Okay? But the reality is people are coming. So that, that's the reality. So let's not deal an emotionless deal in reality. Right? There's room. Put them in a the White House, not a bad idea. There's room there. They should They should take 100 people and put them in a the White House. I agree with that. They they, they have the room. They have the staff. They got the money. They should take 100 people, boom, out of New York City, drop them the White house. They should take another 100, put them in another politician's home in Massachusetts. Take them in the governor's mansion in Missouri, drop some over there. That's a great idea. I am not against that idea at all. Keep the families together, put them all over the place. Got all these abandoned homes. I would say there's a 1,000 buildings in St. Louis. In each building, you could fit four to eight people. Do the math. I'm just. I'm just saying. This an idea. I don't see anybody else come up with any ideas. Nobody else said much in this chat tonight. This will never be the channel where I'm going to pacify you and tell you what you want to hear. I'm always going to give you my perspective. Challenge you, you guys. Challenge me. I'm going to challenge you right back. A lot of us are going to be mad. We're going to sit in our cars and be mad. You, y'all can. Y'all can stay mad. I'm going to figure things out. How can I continue to be impactful for my family? my community, and you guys on YouTube. I can control those three things. I can control that. And if I focus my energy on that, and I'm not distracted on things I can't control and another man's pocketbooks, it allows me to be ten times as impactful. There are humane ways to handle them. Absolutely, there is. It's the problem. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. Some people are going to clip this and say, oh, Pedro said this crazy stuff tonight. I didn't say it wasn't a problem. I said in St. Louis, I don't see it. But I realize it's a problem in other marketplaces. But what do you and I do about it? So let's take the pacifier out of our mouth, throw the motherfucker in the water, and come up with some solutions for yourself. I think that's fair. Y'all are great. I appreciate all the love tonight, all the support on this three-hour live Um, I think that's a good way to end it. I rambled for the last 45 minutes probably, but that's how I look at it. Too many of us are assuming things. Appreciate y'all. And I appreciate, you know, some of, some of the people that disagree with me in the chat and some of the, you know, I did, I did time out one person that said something to the effect of, uh, if it's white, it's right or something. I didn't like that comment. I haven't timed somebody out and it, they could have been playful, but I didn't like that. So I timed that person out. And it's somebody that I've seen here before. And you know, if, if you're being playful, I don't like that. That's just, mm. and I don't time people out on this channel. I don't, I couldn't tell you last time I timed somebody out. Right. But I, you know, I didn't like that, but I, I, I appreciate everybody else's perspective. Um, the people that are challenging me, telling me this, or I'm wrong. I love it. I love all of that. It's always welcome here. I, it's literally, this is a space where I want everybody to come and share a different perspective. I think we do a pretty good job of that. I think we did that tonight. And once again, we don't have to always agree with each other. We don't have to always like each other, but we can be respectful. And we have two listening devices and one, one device to talk so we can listen more and learn about things that are happening. And I learned about Indiana tonight. I learned about Texas, Cleveland, New York, Colorado, these things. We can take this information and then we can make it something. But we got to be willing to ask questions and dig a little deeper, not assume. And listen, I am a little bit, I, my, my trust level with media and the government is very low. So when I say uh, you know, I don't believe everything that I see on TV, things could be clipped, you know, spun a certain way. Camera angles make things look a certain way. Like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to understand that. So my trust level with media and government is very low. And that's my personal issue. Yours might be higher than mine. That's okay. But mine's low. And not for any reason that's really concrete. I haven't had something tragic happen in my life. Right? But it's just, you see enough things and you find out, this guy said something 10 years ago and you find out it wasn't true and you see this, you know, you see these motherfucking politicians, these goddamn crooks spending millions of dollars on TV ads, campaigns, buses, All this shit. And you and I are sitting here struggling. Let that sink in for a minute. They say there's not money. Get the fuck out of here. That's why I want less government. I'm anti-Trump. I'm anti-Biden. Both of them are crooks in my book. But that's a very hard stance. But. that's, That's how I look at it. Anyways, I've rambled way too much. We've stayed a little on topic, but went a little off topic. But that's okay, because I always me. I think some of you guys like to in anyway. So hit that thumbs up on the way out. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Share this content if you thought it was impactful. Let somebody share it with the Facebook group if you've got it. Share it on YouTube, whatever. You can clip this if you're a content creator. Let's get the conversation, me, Stephen Hannibal, out there and get you guys' perspective. I think we need more open dialogue excuse me on YouTube. And, uh, I had a good time that. Some of y'all got a little peek behind the Pedro's mind, right? I'm a little wild and crazy, but uh, it works for me. Uh, I'm a happy dude. I am blessed. I have beautiful people in my life and I work really hard to make sure that they're happy. I can focus on that. That's my legacy. I don't give a fuck about what's like the other people that I've never met. and They pretend, pretend to care about me and they want my vote. And they've never met me. They, you know, they would tell me what they wanted me to hear if I shook their hand. <sighs> yeah, I'm good with all those guys. I'm, I'm, I don't need them. Y'all have a great night.